this podcast. I have bad words because my daddy says words like shit, damn it, and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Galan. Joe. And I am John, and this week we are joined by a very special guest. Jonathan. That's right. One of my best friends in the world. Welcome to the Detox Podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah. No I'm problem. so glad you didn't screw the intro up this week like you did last week. Yeah, I, and bad. you left it in the I podcast. Did. Yeah. <laughs> that, was the best that was the best part when he was just like, uh, let's cut it. And Galan's like, sure, sure, I will. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's nope. just, no, everyone heard it. Um, literally dozens of people across the globe heard that mistake. <laughs> no, actually, there are dozens of us. As I recall, I was like, no, okay, three, two, and one. I never said anything about cutting in. Yeah. It was the other thing <laughs> I screwed up that's true, that I decided to cut it. All right, guys, so let's just, just real quick, I'm going to cover what we're going to be talking about. Sure. On this episode of the Detox Podcast, we are going to... Uh, recognize National Autism Awareness Month. We are going to interview Jonathan about what his experience has been like, like uh, being the dad of a son with autism, as well as just, you know, dad stuff. Yeah, that dad works. stuff, period. Then we're going to go into Ask the Dads, Dad Jokes, Things You Should Check Out. Uh, and then we'll just wrap it all up in a nice, pretty bow. But first, guys, let's find out what the dads have been up to. We're going to start right across the table from me this week. The man who can list at least four of the seven wonders of the world. It's Joe. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there is the Taj Mahal in India, which I've been to. Mm, that does not count. Cheater. It's like the classic seven wonders of the world. The fuck you mean classic? The, the <laughs> well, natural it, wonders of the seven wonders of the world? It's just the classic seven wonders of the world. All right, so, all right. so it's going to be the natural ones. Do you have these sure. written down, No, John? no, no. They're not natural. Okay. No, okay. All right. All right, so it's Batman, Superman... Wonder Woman and Flash. I think that is four. I'd That's go, four I, of the seven. I, I, and then of course I would you have go. Aquaman. Uh, what else? John, Green now? Lantern. John Green, Jones. Uh, uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Well, now the we're Invisible getting... Woman. Yeah, totally. She's pretty, she's pretty fantastic. That... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sorry, dad jokes are supposed to wait till the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Can you name all four of the Fantastic Four? Yes, I can. Okay, go for it. Uh, that would be Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. uh, Susan Storm, also? Yes, yes I believe mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, Ed Grimm's. Or no. Oh, oh close. Uh, ben Grimm. Ben, ben Grimm's. Yes. Ben, thank you. Yes. Grimm. It was Singular. close. Ed Grimm Singular. was a uh, character by Martin Short, I, I think, or Ed oh. Grimsley or something Ed like Grimley that. Grimley or something? Grimley, yeah. I don't know. No, that was like even before our time. Yeah, but he did Jiminy. Cluck or click or what was Glick. That? Yeah. Glick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we digress. Yes, yes, yes. Guys, yes. the seven classic wonders of the world. The Great Pyramids of Giza, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, Statue of Zeus at Olympus, the Temple of Artemis at, at Ephesus, the Mausoleum of... I don't know what that is. Halicarnassus, <laughs> uh, the Colossus of Rhodes, and the Lighthouse of you, Alexandria. I, I call bullshit on that list because like, there's no Great Wall of China. I like that he researched... And then was like, I'm going to fact check you. He researched just, a way to I, shame you. That's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Like it. <laughs> anyway, well done. Thanks, well man. Done. Thanks. Uh, I thought I was going to put you in your place, place Yeah, I thought I was just going to get away with that, but no. Also, well John's done. bowel movements didn't make it on that list, and I feel like that's a huge oversight. <laughs> that's, the, that's the number two wonder of the world. 
the number two. Wow. All right, so, Joe, what have you been up to this yeah, week, buddy? Um, so, <laughs> wow, this is going to go uh, awesome. Yeah, so I actually wanted to share a, a story of what happened uh, last week as we've been up to. So, of a little lady? Yeah. Uh, so No. 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 I'm just, not talking about the Brady Bunch. All right, man. By the way, right. did you say a little lady? Because that's not the lyric. I don't give a shit. What is the all lyric? Right. The story of a man named Brady. Who was raising three? Yeah, but, but married a lovely lady. My lovely lady, was, right? Oh, really? A lovely lady. Then the Not one. Then the lady. one day that he met, met this fellow. Met, lady met this fellow. Yes. Yeah. yeah so there's no lovely. And they there's knew that it was three more than lovely just a ladies. Okay. Okay. Uh, F me. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Anyways, <laughs> no, it's cool. So also I, again before our time, uh, over to you, Jim. Yeah. So I took Sylvie to the playground last week. Um, it was a beautiful day outside. The weather was nice. She wanted to get out of the house, so I took her to the playground. Um, I had two instances that happened that I really wanted to just kind of pitch out there because they made me feel uncomfortable and I didn't feel like they should have made me feel uncomfortable. So Sylvia is on, you know, at the playground, they have two playgrounds. They have like a two-year-old, a five-year-old playground that's smaller and then a five and up that is bigger, right? So Sylvia's on the two-year-old playground. There's a kid, probably three or four. There's a climbing wall. Sylvia's on the climbing wall. This, uh, this boy comes up and at first he stops and is waiting for her. And then he starts climbing, and he's climbing and trying to, like, push her off as she's climbing. So I just mm, – I put cool. my hand out, and I, I don't touch him, but I put my hand out. I'm like, hey, wait. You need to wait your turn until she's done. And the kid responds, is nice, is patient. And when Sylvie is done, I say, thank you for waiting. I appreciate it. No problem there, right? So I feel like that's good. Well, then later, Sylvie is – there's a slide. They have these at parks now where there's, like, a slide that has, like, climbing handholds on it. So you can, like, I guess, climb up the slide and also slide down it, depending on what you want. So Sylvie wants to climb up it. And Ugh, there's nobody... Millennials. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sylvie wants to climb up it, and there's nobody that's wanting to slide down, so I let her. But she's going kind of slow, and this older kid that's about four comes up and wants to slide. So I tell Sylvie, I say, hey, he wants to slide. And this is a different kid. I say, he wants to slide. You need to get down. So she starts getting down, and instead of waiting, he just goes. And so I... He's about to, like, kick her in the face. So I put my hand out and, like, grab his ankle and stop him and say, hey, you need to wait. You're about to kick her in the face. And then I pull her off and then I let go. And that was it. So I felt like those were two gut reactions and those were the appropriate responses. I wasn't trying to parent anybody's kid, but I was like, hey, you're about to hurt my kid. So I'm just trying to make sure that we all play fair. I would have done the same thing to Sylvie. Right. I would have expected somebody to do that to Sylvie. Like, hey. You're being a little rambunctious. You're trying to push this younger kid off. You need to be, you know, wait your turn. But then as we're going around the playground, all of a sudden I see this kid's dad just come from out of nowhere. He walks up and I only know it's him because he goes up to his kid and like picks him up and takes him away. And he's doing the like head swivel the whole time. And as I'm leaving, like maybe 10 minutes later, I see him. He's standing at this point. He decides he's going to stand near his kid the whole time. And so he's standing near his kid, and I see him, like, talking to, I guess, his wife or somebody else. And he is facing me. And as I'm walking towards my car, he pivots his body, so he's facing me the whole time. So but that means, doesn't, But doesn't come up and talk to you? No. So I don't know. So I guess maybe, like, somebody said, like, hey, so that guy just touched your kid. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Nothing happened. Nothing came of it. But it made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And and I didn't feel like I should have because nothing happened. And no. I kind of feel like he probably didn't see it, and that's why he was acting no, so. No, weird. Here, here's what happened. Okay. This, this is this is 
the reality of what happened. The dude realized he was a shitty dad and was looking at you for inspiration <laughs> on how to be a better dad. Because there we go. That, that's what Here it comes go. down to. Because it's like, was oh, looking to but, you as an inspiration. <laughs> he's like, wow, I should have told him. I should have been a dad. Podcast, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, what, what gets me is like, guess is, is guest starting next week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shitty playground it's just, dad. It's parents that parents that like let their kids wander around, and it's like, don't give any, don't give two shits about what they're doing on the playground. And aren't there to parent? Because not that like you sit there right. and hover around your kid when in the playground, but it's, I mean, if your kid's being rambunctious, like someone needs to say something. Right. And you did, and I, I think yeah. that's a totally acceptable right. response. Except it, I probably would have gone up, and I'm a big guy. Would have been like, dude, what the fuck's your problem? Like, why yeah. are you eyeballing me? Right. Like, maybe you should be a better parent and be around your kid right. and see your kid almost kicking my kid in the face. The the kicker. <laughs> No pun intended. And then I, I get feel shot. Like that's an overreaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah well. But the, the kicker here is that we're in Texas, we, dude. Don't we were, die yeah, for that. Don't die for the playground. <laughs> Seriously, we were at a different playground with uh, some friends of ours. Uh, this married couple, and they have a kid that's Sylvie's age. So we go to different playgrounds like all together every now and then. So there was a similar situation that happened where our friend, uh, the mom, actually reached out to the kid and said it, and the parents came over and dealt with their kid and didn't like react like that so that was where i went i feel like if i was amanda and i did what i did there would be no issue but because i am a guy there was like immediate suspicion yeah as opposed to immediate what did my kid do i mean but but honestly you guys as as fathers of a of a girl right Mm -hmm. like or or even jonathan you as the dad of a son sure i mean even you guys would probably feel differently about a man touching your kid than as and opposed I, to a woman, right? In a yeah. playground setting like that, especially if if he yeah. was watching over their kid, my first instinct would be to apologize for whatever my kid did. Yeah, right. Sure. Oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry. So sorry. Situational. Yeah. Oh, I'm really here. sorry. Hey, let's yeah. go over here. Let's just remove ourselves from the situation. But, go do something different. But how many parents are like, no, my kid didn't do anything wrong. It was obviously something Most, he did. Yeah. His kid did, or, or that he did. It's yeah. not my my kid's not at fault. Well, the weird thing is, right? Like your priority is protecting your own kid. Yeah. Like just yeah. naturally. And that was oh, the yeah. thing is so, like like normally I wouldn't mess with any other kids interact with touch anything right. but like it was instinct like he was going down he the grabbed sli- him by the ankle not his but, butthole no no I know. <laughs> but that was my instinct right it was like he went down i just gr- stopped him because it he an was issue. inches away from my kid's face right right yeah. and i was i was telling amanda about it and she's like no you reacted appropriately yeah, yeah. Man, you I handled mean, it exactly right but it just it made me feel uncomfortable and i didn't feel like i was supposed to feel like i shouldn't have felt uncomfortable my neighbors yeah. used to spank me if i did something wrong yeah, yeah, back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Joe, I would say that you did nothing wrong uh, if you hadn't left bruises. No, I'm just kidding. Sure, well, I mean, yeah. when yeah. in Rome. Go, go <laughs> Ellie, go pick out a switch. <laughs> no, that was my grandmother. That was my, that was my grandfather. Like, we had the, the plum tree and the peach tree. He'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. You had to go get your own switch? Yeah, did you ever have to do that? No, we were all about the belts. Yeah, no, we did, we did now, paddles. Now my dad, who listens, oh, was about paddle. the paddle. Yeah. But the thing is, is like my sister would get in get in trouble, and I would get paddled too. Yeah, I oh, didn't yeah. do anything. It had her name on it. That's how much she got in trouble. Wow. It was like it was a paddle with her own name, and I I would get spanked, like for doing nothing. But he was just like I had to be fair. Eh, oh. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I had the opposite problem. My dad quit spanking. Uh, my me and my sister were five years apart. She's five years older than I am. So he quit spanking her five years before he quit spanking me. So we would both get in trouble for essentially the same thing. She would get a verbal warning, go to her room, and I would get a spanking. <laughs> like at the time, I was like wow. completely unfair. This is unjust. Yeah. But right. uh, but that's what I've been up to. So that's I just wanted cool. to bring that up so we could talk about because I felt like it was worth addressing because it just sat with me all week. I felt like you did nothing wrong. But yeah, that, yeah. I can see why that's you know an I mean? awkward situation. Yeah. 
All right. Well, moving on over to my <laughs> left, the man with tiny hands and a gigantic heart. It's Galan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Trump. Have you seen a doctor for that? <laughs> if I, got I was going to say that in reverse and say you had gigantic hands and a tiny heart, but you've been so nice to no, me. No, no, no. Your brother. <laughs> so your brother is like six inches taller than me, and my hands are as big as his are. There you go. I have go. mass. I have like big gorilla mid hands. Either you have big hands or he has tiny hands. He might have tiny hands. Um, so yeah, so I want to make a, a clarification to last week. So last week I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go do a 5K, and I pretty much walk three miles a day, so yeah, it's so not a big deal. Blah blah. I would like blah. to point out that Galan finished first. Oh, he shared video. He was racing past everybody. Well, it's because I, I had I had. <laughs> Dude, I meant to give you a gift this this podcast, and I I didn't end up getting it because I forgot about it. Oh, that's okay. I wanted to give you a 3.1 sticker to put on the back of your. That, <laughs> that would have been so awesome. So yeah, so. <laughs> I, I want to revise my statement. Yeah, I might walk three or four miles in a day. I don't do it all at once. Holy shit. My and it's plus, plus, so it's like, I realized after doing some digging online that my ankle sprain was a high ankle sprain. So it's mm. like, it's mm. that's why I didn't really oh, bruise as well. Like any maverick that has a high ankle sprain is out for like eight months. Yeah, it was, it's like, it, yeah, it's just harder to, to heal. But I ended and up, here, you're basically like the mavericks. Yeah, right, pretty like, much. I mean, when I think of Golan Aldaco, I instantly think of Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm so. the same age. I mean, right, I've accomplished the same things as he has. I mean, You're I, also German. Yeah. You are your family's all-time leading scorer. I am, <laughs> like three times. <laughs> anyway, um, but so yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, it was really, like, I ended up carrying Ellie on my shoulder for about, or on my shoulders for a good third to a half of it, and when you're carrying 40 extra pounds on your shoulders, it, yeah, that's, I, I regret downplaying what a 5k what goes into a 5k and how much work it can be um but yeah you know it was a lot of fun like it was she it, so the the whole thing was like a foam run so they had like colored foam and basically the foam was up to her head so she would basically go swimming in the foam and get lost oh no uh, but the highlight of that wasn't the the fact that i did a 5k or that i had ellie on my shoulders but Teresa, love my wife this, you know, one of the suns in my sky lost her driver's license and her debit card along the way oh, when I she was running. Oh, I heard you talking about that. Yeah. So, like, she comes up at like the water station and she finds us because that's how far ahead she was. She's like she and her friend that were running, and she's like, "I lost my my driver's license and my debit card." That's and my first re- my my first reaction was like, "I told you that you should have let me keep it in my wallet." Like, Ooh. you dumbass, why'd you lose your thing? That didn't go over very well. Sure. Um. So essentially, I uh, as one would expect. So I, I got you know I took my phone with the flashlight thing and basically started walking in the middle, which is where the runners were. So everyone had to walk around me because I'm self-centered. But that's where she was because she was jogging. That's where it was. We did end up finding it like basically where it would have been a mile into the race. Oof. So yeah, it was a lot of. But I mean, it, it was really cool. So the the run itself, like the event, wasn't very cool. Like it, the the foam was very disappointing. It wasn't very neon like the colors like the the foam stations weren't very spread out but the idea of doing a 5k that was actually really cool and it's something that we're actually looking to do so now we go walk at night and we will basically walk three miles just as uh, like on a high school track or a middle school track wherever we go oh nice dude so you need, do you take ellie with you yeah dude you need to do a zombie run with yeah her. i was gonna oh, say do they one? have those yeah, Wait, yeah i'll dude. look into that like that and like the uh that like sounds the, like it would be a lot of fun the mud run the color runs where it's like they do you get more colorful and stuff like that i know that ellie would be all over that. Now, she did get, like, soaked because of the foam. So, basically, she ended up... Wearing, uh, Teresa wore my shirt, which was, like, a 2X. So I can't wear that shit. Um, Teresa's was, like, a, a, a large. So, basically, Teresa was wearing mine, and Ellie was wearing hers. But it's, like, she uh, <laughs> she was so soaked. She was just naked underneath. Like, she she, she stripped down. She's like, I'm... My panties are wet. And so, the next thing I know, my kid's, like, naked. Oh, <laughs> like, that's not good. I'm like, 
the hell are you? You can't just strip down naked out in public. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. I, as a, as a child, but uh, but yeah, it was it it was really cool. Um, outside of that, you know, it's uh, the with April Fools, um, Rick and Morty had a, an episode like the first uh, season one of ep- or episode one of season I can't speak English. Three? Ep- episode one of season three was like released on April Fool's Day. And like the, the Adult Swim was just streaming it, and so I've watched the shit out of that. So if if you do watch Rick and Morty, if you haven't watched it, but if you do and you haven't had a chance to watch that, there are multiple on YouTube and VidMe and stuff like that. Like Adult Swim's not taking it down because they want the buzzes generating. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, that that show is so funny in all the wrong ways. <laughs> I should not laugh at that, but I do. So that's what I've done. As I've watched a lot of cartoon, not cartoons, but a cartoon, right. and then did that five K. Nice, man. You guys well, just shut me up sooner than that more often. Eh. Well, I wanted to see where it went. Guys, I'm almost completely done painting my goblin team for Blood Bowl, so that's what I've been up to. But <laughs> let's let's catch up with another dad. Jonathan, what's been going on, man? Welcome to the podcast yeah. once again. Thanks and for joining man, us, Jonathan. I'm happy to be here. This is really cool. Uh, uh, we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, we, uh, we just moved into a new house, uh, and I have to tell you, that has been super exciting. Um, Question. Did you pay someone to move move you, or did you do all the moving yourself? Uh, I did pay somebody to do the large, uh, the vast yeah. majority of the moving. Um, yes. but it was one of those things we really wanted to buy a house that we could just move into. And, right, right. And, uh, and when we got into the house, um, it was funny because right after we closed on the house, we didn't get to move in for like another month because we had a lease back on the for the guy who was selling it. Um, but uh, my wife took my son over to the house, and he looked at the house and he said, "Oh no." Which is funny because oh. my son doesn't say anything ever, for the most part. Um, and he just said, oh no. And Not like, what you want to hear. Yeah, and our neighbor was sitting out like on this old trashy couch, which is weird because we live in a nice neighborhood now. Uh, this is the kind of thing I would expect to see in our old neighborhood. Uh, and uh, he was just sitting out there on the couch, you know, just having a beer, just drinking in the, in the, front, in the front yard. As one does. And, and it turns out that never happens. He was just, hey, he just happened to be cleaning out his garage that weekend. And so he had the couch out of the front lawn, and that was all it was. He's like, I'm just going to take a break from cleaning this thing Dude, out. Yeah. I need a yard I need a yard couch I can sit out and drink right? beer on. You do need a yard so couch. So you can just, you should just walk out when you do that and say, this is me now. Yeah, but like one of those wicker ones, that way you can withstand the, the, I've the given up neighborhood <laughs> uh get some of those beer signs so you get like some glow coming out of your oh garage. nice like <laughs> like steve Carell in the office yeah totally um anyways so um it, it turns out there was actually more to do to the house than we really expected most of it was just cosmetic stuff uh, uh the wife wanted a few walls built and things like that so i was working on all of that and we brought our son into the house and he like like most of the houses we had brought him into like, he really enjoyed being in a new place and everything. And this house, for whatever reason, we've just closed on the house. And we never brought him into this one. We brought him in, and he immediately starts bawling and crying. Oh, no. And oh, starts wow. running back out. And so we start, like, trying to acclimate him to the house. And we're doing all this stuff to try to get the house ready. Um, and then it's just been one thing after another. So I've been pretty much nonstop working on this house uh, since we moved in. Remodeled a bathroom. Uh, put up an extra wall that I wasn't planning on putting up. Uh, oh yeah, can you tell the whole place, the whole nine yards? It's been it's been fun. Can you uh, retell the story that you told me? That's my favorite story about you building that wall in your new house. Which one? Uh, with your phone. <laughs> with the what? Your phone. Oh my gosh, I felt so dumb. Okay, uh, so uh, I don't know if you've ever built a wall, but a, a wall is basically a set of uh, 
studs, you know, two befores, um, and they, they have gaps in between them, right? And so when you put up the sheetrock, there's still space in between the two sides of the of the wall. Um, and uh, and sheetrock is big and heavy. If you've never carried a piece of sheetrock, it's really heavy. Um, and so uh, and you're doing this by yourself, and right? I'm doing this all by myself, right? So I just finished putting out the wall. Um, and, uh, it's funny because the first wall that I built, I, I didn't do this and I should have, um, uh, I actually tried to put the sheetrock on the outside of the wall after I had the wall built, which was a huge problem because it's two stories up. At one point I actually had to have my ladder up on top of the countertop, uh, in order to get the sheetrock up there. <laughs> that makes me so nervous. <laughs> oh, <shit. Exactly. laughs> um, anyway, so this time I, I put the outside piece of sheetrock on the wall before I put the wall up. Uh, and then screwed it into place. So I have to put the inside piece of sheetrock up, right? And so I'm, I'm going around, I'm doing my thing, and I'm carrying around this huge piece of sheetrock. I've carried it up the stairs, you know, it's it's huge, it's heavy. I set it on the existing piece of sheetrock and set it up into place, and then just immediately start screwing into place. And I, I run out of nails, or, or screws, because um, I'm using sheetrock screws, and I have like maybe two more to put in. And I'm like, hey, babe, i got to run down to the store and get some more sheetrock screws. Uh, I'll be right back. She says, okay, make sure you take your phone with you. And I said, okay, that's a great idea. And I run upstairs to go get it and can't find it. Can't find it. Can't find it. And so finally I'm like, hey, babe, call my phone. And I hear it ringing. And it's inside the wall. I set it down on a sill plate and forgotten. So I'm I'm sitting here like taking out as few screws as possible, trying to squeeze my hand in to like slide it out. from inside the house. Yeah. And, and I tell my wife, because I, th- I thought it was hilarious um, that I had done this to myself. And I tell my wife, and she was like, you are the biggest moron I think I've ever met in my life. And I'm really offended, because I'm like, it's easier to do than you might think. Plus, yeah, plus you're like telling her because you're like, hey, listen to how I'm a moron. And yeah. she's like, yeah, you are a moron. I'm like, that's not the response I was hoping for. I'm going to the store. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. dude. That's yeah. But it's been a lot of fun. Well, so so has he has he gotten more acclimated to the house? Yes, uh, he's. He, he, we've done a lot of stuff to the house to try to make it a little bit better for him. Uh, I just uh, moved a couch up there uh, uh, again, all by myself because apparently oh, I'm dude. a wuss and I refuse to ask for help. Um, I think you doing it by yourself is proof that you're not a wuss, right? Because <laughs> I wouldn't do that by myself. I'd be like, nope. Yeah, socially awkward. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> like I could have easily gone over to my neighbor who's offered to help me like a billion times. Oh, the beer like, couch, dude. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, hey, I know you're a master <laughs> of couches. <laughs> yeah, that's I got a beer with done. your name on it. Put it up here, and then you can sit in air-conditioned space and have a beer. Right. That's awesome. um, anyway, so we did that. Uh, took out some uh, some more of the carpet that we had left in, and uh, he really loves it. He basically has three bedrooms all to himself, which I think is ridiculous because i grew up in a family Excessive, of four, yeah. <laughs> and me and my brother split a room yeah. and then my son has three bedrooms and i'm just like it's crazy dude yeah. he's got his bedroom he's got the entire upstairs loft he's got his toys across and then he's got uh, a therapy room where he does all his therapies uh and he That's basically awesome. he just goes in between those three rooms all day long and i'm just like all right right on man yeah uh well sounds like good fun then yeah you're lots having of fun. <laughs> All right, guys, we will be back after this to talk more to Jonathan about his experiences of being a dad. Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians, and we might make you laugh. Every week, we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerds with Words 1. 
All right, guys, we're back. So at the end of the last segment, you – hey, I came in with energy. Um, we talked – like, Jonathan mentioned – And instantly ruined it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> totally. Um, Jonathan talked about having a stalker. So we just recorded a good 20, 25-minute story of yeah, of his stalker, kind of what happened. It touches Which, by the jo- way, yeah. It touches Jonathan. It touches John. Yep. It touches me. And yep. in the next five minutes, it'll be touching Joe. No. Do not put that on me. No. Your wife is not here to defend you, sir. No. So yeah, anyways. You, well, you she can... would like to touch you anyways. <laughs> so, no. somehow, she's, she's like the grither from the old like the Twilight Zone. And she's going to hear her name being spoken. And she's going to come in through the window. Don't say it three times. <laughs> Into a mirror. Like she's like Candy Jack, juice. Jackman, whatever. Or, uh, or a Bloody Mary or whatever. Oh, yeah. All right. So, no. Yeah, so no, no Beetlejuice. Yeah. So, no. so as lighthearted as we are. Now we're, I think this is the same one we're going to talk about. Just say, if you want to hear that, go by detoxpodcast.com, oh. click on the Patreon link for $2 a month. You can support us and you get access to all the bonus content. And that story is going to be on there. And trust me, that story is like worth a year of $2 a month fees. Definitely. Yeah. And I do have to say that probably the soccer is listening to this and has already subscribed. So thank you for listening. We're so excited to have you. We're going to give her a Please shout out if she, if she <laughs> pledges. <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to talk to Jonathan um, about... His son, raising his son who has autism. Like, yeah, what, just, what that means, and it's kind of the experience that he has. Because it's, it's something, as dads, Joe and I, we, we can't speak to. Right. But, but like, any parent potentially could find themselves yeah. in this situation. I think what's interesting is, as, as a dad, in fatherhood, there are going to be universal experiences that any dad can, like, relate to. And then I feel like any dad, no matter who it is, is going to have situations that come up that are more unique to their their situation not that not that they're the only dad that's ever experienced it necessarily right. but that a large percentage of dads aren't going to understand or relate to and i find this is so fascinating so this is when we started first talking about doing this podcast and then talking about potentially having guests you were one of the first people i thought of jonathan for two reasons one you're the king of the dad jokes we'll get we'll get to that later I'm but then excited. second is you have a very interesting uh, experience being a father with a son that's been diagnosed with autism now, before we get started there, because Joe and I can't, we, we can't relate to this, right. you know, and I, we, we've established that fact, but have you been peeing in your, have you had your son pee in your face? Uh, yes, though I would say that's probably true about most dads. Yeah, I've, I've not had my kid, like, because we have daughters. But we don't oh, have a son. It's like, oh, so it's like, right. I've, yeah. not, I've not had much. It's like the equivalent of like, let, let's say, so I feel like having a daughter is like you turned on the faucet on the outside of the house too fast and it just comes out and you're like, oh no, it came out. It's on my shoes, but it's manageable. But oh, no, I, I no, feel like no. with the sun, it's like you've got one of those, like, what is the... the, the Don't the, they have, like, peak like, shields? It's or? like that toy. What is it? The Oh, what is it? It's like a... It goes on the hose, and it goes everywhere. The, the wobbly thing. What yeah. do you call that? The, I don't know what that's called. You put it on the garden hose? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like having the sun is like that. Like yeah, it's so just going everywhere. It's not so erratic, but it is. It does go straight up. Uh, it's funny. I actually have a story about that. <laughs> so do I. My... my <laughs> Uh, my wife was Boy. changing his diapers, uh, and I changed his diapers a lot when uh, when he was first born because my wife was very sick, um, and so it had happened to me a couple of times. I'm like, nah, no big deal. You just you just throw the diaper on top of it and you're done. Sure. Uh, when it happened to her, she just freaked out and froze, and so it just and it was actually hitting him <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I keep expecting her at any moment to put something over on top of it. And so finally I just put my hand over it, you know, and that's a dad move. That's a parent move. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, here we go. And she's like, I just froze. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't realize it worked that way. Yeah. Yeah. So as parents, like you get used to urine and shit and stuff, but as, 
as a dad of a son, like you get used to it a lot faster than we might. Like it's sure, one thing yeah. of like picking up your kid in the middle of the night and they wet the bed and you're just like, Oh, your clothes are saturated. It's another thing of like just getting sprayed in the face. Like, cause you weren't expecting it and then freezing and being like, What's going on? Okay. Yeah. That was, that's, that no, was really no, my, my first my, burning question. My son is, is four right now, and uh, we're actually trying to teach him to potty train, which is incredibly difficult. We've been working on it since he was two. Um, and uh, he has a couple of places in the house that he likes to pee. And it's really funny because, like, we have these zipper-up pajamas that zipper up the back so he can't get out of them, right? Uh, and that's the only for surefire way of making sure that the pee ends up in the diaper. Otherwise, like, like we'll change his diaper or whatever, uh, and then he'll walk over, look around, like, seriously, surreptitiously, <laughs> whip his pants off, throw them across the room, and then urinate on the same place of the room. So, like, like every look, look, look around to see if you guys notice, or just look around to make sure it's the right place? <laughs> no, no, like, he's looking for us, because oh, he, okay. knows, he knows he'll get in trouble. So he knows, I'm not supposed to pee in this place, but I love to pee oh, in this yes, place. Yes. Exactly. Water wiggle. Water wiggle. Water that's, wiggle. That's yes. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Okay, Hashtag yeah. water wiggle. So we, we have... Oh, water we're, we're, and this is a true story. And if, and if you judge me for this, then shame on you. Um, but currently, <laughs> we're trying to catch him. And every time he does it, we put a bucket underneath it. And we're trying to encourage him to pee in the bucket. And that way he'll go to look, you pee in this. Yeah, and that way he'll start peeing in the bucket. And then we can start moving it to the bathroom. And then be like, oh, it doesn't go in the bucket. It goes in here, you know? Nice. You know, it's like, but it's kind of like... I got the idea from how do people teach cats how to piss in the in the toilet. So, no, what? Yeah, you know, but I mean, it works. Whatever See if works. it works. Yeah. We're working whatever on it. Whatever works. So. There okay. is no judgment here. Yeah, no. which, which <laughs> that's an interesting thing. You are the thing. stalker of Jonathan. In, case right. in which case, we're judging. judging you very seriously very a lot. Much so. so that's an interesting thing that comes up, and I have a feeling this theme is going to come up multiple times when we're talking to you, Jonathan, about your experience as a dad, because one of the things that, that we continue to say on the show is essentially like, when there's an issue that comes up that a, you as a dad or a parent have to research, you go onto the World Wide Web and there's this vast amount of information where people will tell you opposing things. Oh, yeah. Right. Or people will tell you there are 10 solutions to this situation and you have to go through and find what works for your your child. And so I'm sure we're going to run into that again. Oh, yeah. Also, as we're talking oh, to Oh, yeah. That's rampant so, in the autism world. Yeah. If you will, uh, for this, man, I'm ignorant. So I'm sure I I hope that I don't say anything offensive. You won't. But okay, okay, good. Or at least I won't be offended. Okay, good. Because I want to. First of all, thanks for coming on here to help. Yeah, my uh, pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Okay. So first of all, let's just define for people out there that that may be uh, like me, vastly ignorant when it comes to to the term autism. Uh, what does it mean? So there's like a Webster's Dictionary definition that talks about repetitive movements and uh, OCD-like behaviors and things along those lines uh, that stems from, uh, usually ha uh, goes along with some regression and things like that. But here's the... As, as in they learn some sort of skill and then over and time then, they seem they to lose, lose it. Lose it? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, is, um, which is really common. Uh, our son didn't really regress so much. He kind of grew into it, but it's it's... And, and that's the weird thing about autism, right? If uh, if you have 10 people who have chicken pox, they're all going to present with essentially the same set of symptoms, right? Right. And, and that's how you diagnose that one thing. Uh, Itchy and, rib bumps. Yes, exactly. Right? Sort of like uh, Galan has gone through that process a lot. Uh, that's, uh, that's called hemorrhoids. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh. I thought it was, I thought it was herpiderp. <laughs> yeah. And the herpiderp. 
but it's not it's not the same with autism. Uh, you can have twenty five kids who have autism, and all of them represent differently. Um, well, part of that is like, and help me understand this too, because. Autism is considered to be uh, one of the ways it's talked about is that it's a spectrum condition. Correct. So we hear about the autism spectrum. Yeah. Right. So too. so part of it. What what does that mean? And and so so many people when they think about the autism spectrum and and to some degree this is true, but they think of like varying levels of autism, right? Like so like like you either have a little bit of autism or you have a like lot of you're autism. You're twenty percent autistic and you're eighty percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not really like that. And when, and I like to think of it more like colors of a rainbow, right? When you talk about spectrum, that's what, which is more color, red or blue? And then they're not, they're both just color, right? Right. right. Um, and so, you know, you could have, a. Uh, a kid who has these set of symptoms and you can have this kid who has these set of symptoms. And yeah, probably one of them is more severe than the other, but it's not really like that. It's not like there's like a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and which, where does your kid rank? Um, okay. It's just a set of symptoms. So, okay. So it's, it's essentially a bunch of different symptoms that have been classified sort of as, as a varying yes. type of this one. Right. And as of about three years ago, we had several different classifications or diagnoses uh, for kids who had autism, right? You have Asperger's, which is the one that most people hear about and they think about when they think about yeah, autism. Because right, most yeah. people on Reddit have that. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and actually, like, Asperger's, like, there was on Parenthood, like, the, the NBC I'm show. on Reddit. I'm just messing with you guys. Uh, I NBC, love Reddit. Don't hate us. You've already been yeah. downvoted 20 times. Dang it. Just the by NBC, existing. Next M- is 4chan. I'm going to try to... Eliminate <laughs> also. But on... There was an NBC show, NBC show, Parenthood, and apparently, like, one of the characters on there had Asperger's. Yes. And, and, and that's been really praised from what I remember reading about of, of how accurate that, that was a betrayal of, of, a, of Asperger's. Asperger's. Yeah. Yeah. Because most people think of Asperger's, they think of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, you right. know? Right. Uh, and yeah, he probably is a little Asperger y, but not real bad. Um, and but they, like, and the, the, the show producers that, deny that, that. Is that a legit uh, adjective? Asperger, Asperger. Yeah, we use that all the time. Yeah, I say hashtag like, like, Asperger. Man, this uh, this Jack in the Box hamburger is a little <laughs> Asperger, if you know what I mean. Does that mean it's gonna? <laughs> Never mind. All right. Anyways, I came right up the line. It'll be more Aspergery in a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, got you, got you. Um, but uh, like uh, and and when people think of uh, like Rain Man. That's typically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. more think, Asperger's. Like, the okay. math and yeah. like... Oh, he can so, speak. He's you like know, a savant. Kind savant of. is almost always considered Asperger-y um, or an Asperger-like symptom. Um, but then you have all these other symptoms that come along, right? So most of your kids who are on the spectrum um, are probably nonverbal or, or have a lot of difficulty uh, speaking. Like my son is currently nonverbal. He says little things um, like he loves to say go and no, that's a new favorite one. Uh, whenever Nana comes over, he's like, no, 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 <laughs> until, until she which, leaves. Which Nana loves. Yeah, which Nana <laughs> yeah, great with. Um, you know, uh, little things. And we're, we're hoping for more as he grows and, and progresses. But it was funny because when we got here, uh, your daughter uh, was here. Yeah. And she was just rabbling on, just talking, 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 yeah. talking. And I'm like, oh, my lamb, how old is she? Yeah. And you're like, she's two. And I'm like. That is so foreign to me. Yeah. I don't understand well, that at all. You know, what's um, some my my brother in law has he has a kid with uh, autism, and it was uh, I think she was born like three months premature, so it's a miracle that she survived anyway. Yeah. Um, and for the longest time, I want to say she, she's nine. Hold on, hold on, because she was one years old when we got married. We got married in two thousand eight. Two thousand nine years later, so she's nine or nine two, years nine or later. Two. Seems yeah. like a century. Yep. So. <laughs> 
So the Go last on, time that's not cool. The last time we were in St. Louis <laughs> to visit our family, it was three years ago. Um, and she at that point at six, she was still nonverbal. Like mm-hmm. she. She wasn't even saying no go. Like she was nothing completely. And I know that she goes to a specialized school. I, I, I don't keep up with my brother in law as much as I should probably. But it's it's interesting because when I hate that guy. <laughs> when, wow. when Teresa and I talk, where, where Teresa talks to him, like she's almost hesitant to be like, "Oh yeah, Teresa or Ellie is saying all this stuff." Sure, yeah. because she's very conscious of that. Like yeah. for her to be like, "Oh yeah, my normal kid who's communicating and potty training." By the way, and, and doing, in quotes, yeah. No, she Ellie's, tells Ellie's some anything. terrible jokes. Yeah. Yeah, she that loves that. Hilarious. What, what was in quotes? Normal. Normal. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we have a word for that. We call it neurotypical. Neurotypical. If that, if that helps anybody. Okay. Or, or, or NT yeah. for short. Okay. So, but anyway, yeah, so, 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 so that like, has to be an insensitive thing that you like hear you constantly. Have, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we call it neurotypical. Okay. okay. Neurotypical. But it, it's just because, that's good. Okay, because, 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 because autism, just real quick, is considered to be a developmental disorder. Yes, it's right? a developmental neurological okay. disorder, depending on who you ask. But yes, for so, most people, okay. they, a lot of times, kids on the spectrum of. The, the ASD spectrum or whatever, they have a hard time um, processing communication. Is that? Yes. Per- okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, every kid is different. So yeah. you may have some kids who communicate gotcha. just fine. Uh, they're just, you know, super OCD about certain things and they have uh, 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 repetitive movements that go along with those, that OCD. And that's what gets them on the spectrum. But yeah. Okay. But, so it's, I mean, but he'll express the very same sentiment, like, Oh wow. She's talking so much. How old is she again? Yeah. And it's, and it's, I don't want to say defeat because he he has handled th- th- that experience and that adventure like completely unexpected. Yeah. Um. I mean, he he loves his daughter. Would do anything for. Her, but it's just it's you can hear it in his voice almost like, why isn't my daughter like that? Yeah. You know, and, sure. it, and it's really hard for Teresa <clears throat> because she would never intentionally try to make you know do anything no. to make her brother feel that way. But it's something right. that she tries to be cognizant of when she's having a conversation. Because you know, we may talk yeah, to we, we may talk to John and be like, oh yeah, Ellie's done this or this, but to talk to to her brother and be like, oh yeah, Ellie's whatever she's doing, it's like, right? Don't she don't Teresa don't want to do anything to discourage right. her brother at all, and so it's just to, to hear you express that very same thing mm-hmm. that I've heard him when I've been in the car or whatever express it's well, and on, it's something that I don't I don't you know it's I don't know anything about it, but it's just it's it's fascinating to me that. And on the opposite yeah. end, like uh, as an autism parent, me and Heather, we are autism parents. We celebrate everything, sure. everything. How no. old? How old was your daughter when she said "Mama" for the first time? Uh, I don't know. She was probably, I think, maybe like seven or eight months. Amanda would know better than I was. Seven um, or eight months. Yeah. Do you know? Just over a year. Just over a year. Ellie, Ellie was actually she didn't. She was slow to develop. Now that's she won't shut up. My but. son started saying "Mom," uh, "Mama." Well, he says "Na na." Uh, about three months ago, and we were over the moon about it. Sure, like, yeah. we were like stoked. But you can't go tell your friends, "Hey, my three and a half or my yeah. four and a half year old just is just now saying mom because right. they're like, right. so." And I'm like, no, you don't understand. We've been working yeah. on this for a long, long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and so it, on the on the same thing, like I I don't feel like I can share accomplishments with other people because sure. they're just like. Like, well, I, I will. I will. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I will okay. admit. So like when you came over and you were talking <clears> about <throat> Sylvie, you know, just talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Amanda and I don't shut up. And so that's why. And I, I realize I'm like, I, I feel kind of shitty just like playing off. Like, yeah, it's no big deal because I'm like, no, I, that's the thing is like, I, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, say like, yeah, it's normal. It's just whatever. But it's like, you know, I don't No, It's, it's normal to you. Right. And that's perfectly yeah. fine. You know, it should be normal right. to you. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's very, it's very different. It's very interesting. 
just just yeah my question was going to be because it's very interesting from your perspective that you're like yeah there's not there i can't go to my friends and say this because they don't understand how big of a win that is oh i do it anyway it's just for the record but yeah okay cool cool. (laughs) so so my other thing is you guys must run into all the time people though do you deal with the awkwardness of other people like Galan saying, "Where like, oh, I don't want to tell you about what my what's happening with my kid because I don't I don't want to be insensitive to you"? Or man, you... I really hope not because like you know, I mean, as much as we celebrate every little victory, you know, I I would love to share some of that enthusiasm with somebody else for the yeah. stuff that their sure. kids are, are doing too. You know, <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Uh, like you know, I mean, when I talk about potty training, you know, people are like, "Oh yeah, we potty trained our kid when I was two, and I'm like, "Just tell me how." Yeah, yeah. what works for you? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and then we try to implement whatever whatever does work. But that's I I would say that's the biggest thing about autism is it's uh, it's been trial and error from the very beginning because every kid is different. There is no set regimen. This isn't what you do. You oh, there's nothing. You're right. There's not like hey, you have these itchy red bumps that happen and you keep them away from other kids. Yes, go on. You take this medicine or whatever. (laughs) Right. Okay. So so speaking of that from the very very beginning, let's go back to the very beginning because I know one thing that that. Joe expressed interest yeah. in is we're very curious. How did your story as an autism parent unfold? When was it in your your son's development that you realized, okay, there's some, maybe something up here, and I need to try to figure out what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's an interesting question. Um, so I grew up with uh, three siblings, two of them who were younger than I was. I remember the day my my little sister was born. She's almost eleven years younger than I am. Okay. Um, and so I and, and I spent a lot of time at the church nursery and things like that, taking care of little kids. And so I, I know what little kids are supposed to be like. Uh, but somehow, whenever it's yours, it's a little bit different. Heather's an only child. Didn't didn't grow up. Didn't have kids. that context. Yeah, really. exactly. Sure. Um, and so uh, and my my mother and my aunt are both in the medical field. Um, and so, like, I always kind of thought something was was different from him with him from the very get go. Like, oh, really? From the beginning, you were like, huh, from the very get go, something like, seems weird. You know. Like from when we were in the hospital, he would just sit in his thing and he would just look straight at me, you know, but like it wasn't like an interactive look. It was just like he was looking at me. He was like, oh, you're a thing to look at, you know, but I mean, that's not uncommon with babies. Right. Um, And then we spent a lot of time together um, because my wife was in the hospital for about off and on for about two months. Uh, wow. after my son was born. So we spent a lot of time together and praise the Lord, the, the Olympics were on that year because we watched a lot of Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Just midnight feedings, 2 a.m. feedings, 4 a.m. feedings. Sure. You were like, a curling expert. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Dude, curling uh, no, is so much so awesome. But so we did a lot of that. Um, but uh, he missed his first milestone at 18 months. Um, otherwise he was developing what they would say is typical. But I mean, he was... He was always just a little bit different. He hummed a lot. And we asked his pediatrician. They were like, oh, some kids just hum. Uh, and now we're like, no, kids who hum like that are autistic. I mean, we, we go to, like, autism conferences, and, like, we hear, like, seven or eight of them humming like People that. People are like, no, that's a sign. It's yeah, but it, it was just something my pediatrician didn't know, you know. Huh, okay. Um, okay, so what, what was the first milestone at 18 months or whatever? Words. Um, so okay. at 18 months, you're supposed to have – six to a dozen or six to eight words that you're using all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know, mom, food, go, you know, just one word sentences usually. Um, Want, uh, you know, drink, stuff like that. Right, 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 right. He had zero. 
Uh, oh, and so uh, we called a program, or uh, actually it was my mother who recommended uh, that we have um, a place called ECI or Early Early Childhood Intervention come out and take a look at him. Uh, and it's a state man, it's a state funded program. It's completely uh, free for an evaluation, uh, and then they look at your income versus your expenses, and then find out what you what what you can afford essentially, and they charge you that. Uh, just just as a point of reference, we paid five dollars a month. Okay. Um, okay. So I mean, it's it's essentially free. Sure. Uh, I'm sure if you're a multimillionaire and don't have very many expenses, I'm sure it would be expensive. But uh, anyways, uh, you probably wouldn't be going to state funded programs anyway. Um, <laughs> but we hope you become a Patreon patron. Yeah. If, yeah, exactly. if you have if that much dough, hang right, on. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just a suggestion of what you could do with it. Yeah. If you're paying ECI a few thousand dollars a month, then you could certainly spare uh, two dollars a month for the detox podcast. Well, let's yeah. let's just say you could you know create your own uh, donation and make it two hundred dollars a month. We're oh cool with yeah, that. yeah. We're cool with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's no upper well, limit. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's no upper we'll, limit. Well, we will not turn a dollar away. I'll whore myself out for two bucks. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> wait. Really? Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, Add that to I'm the list cool of benefits. With, I'm cool. I'll, with that. I'll call my stalker. Yeah. Oh. yeah nice. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so. Uh, uh, so, they, so, uh, so he ECI missed his first out. milestone. ECI came out, uh, and they found that he was deficient. Deficient. They found that he was. Uh, he didn't meet the minimum score in two areas, so he started receiving services from the state. Um, speech therapy, uh, developmental pediatrician, uh, or not developmental pediatrician, developmental delay, something or other, and uh, uh, OT, uh, occupational therapy. And so, so by these services you started to receive, these are people that would come out of your house, or they said like, yep. "Hey, you need you can start visiting these offices." Nope or? they they came out to our house and they would spend uh, one hour a month uh, with my son. Uh, so we called him up and we said, each? that is not enough. Oh yeah. Each. Okay. okay. Uh, so three hours a month. And we were like, that is not enough. So we called him up and, and basically this is probably true of all government funded programs, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So yeah. call him up and be like, Hey, look, obviously this is not enough. Right. We need you to come out. Uh, you know, we'd like twice a week and they're like weekly is our max. And we said, great, come out weekly. So he we started getting, uh, basically three hours of therapy a week and he's not even two yet. Um, wow. And so basically uh, all of his therapists are like, your son has autism. We hate to tell you, but your son has autism. I mean, it's, it's really clear. Um, so we took him to an autism specialist and your son, and he goes, ah, uh, well, actually. You, you found this autism specialist how? Uh, they recommended him. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really well known. Um, and he's a really good doctor. I'm not, not trying to say anything. Uh, but his nurse did the entire eval and she said, oh, he doesn't have autism. He just has a speech delay. And so we were like, so we came, so we brought him back, and we're like, oh, dude, that has to be heart wrenching. Like, talk about a roller coaster. Because that's what we want, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, so we brought him back to ECI, and we're like, hey, he doesn't have autism. He has a speech delay. And they're like, oh, that's great. And they start working with him again, and they're like, he doesn't have a speech delay. I hate to tell you this again. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so we take him back, and we're like, doctor, we want you to spend five minutes with him, and then you can tell us he has a speech delay. So he spends five minutes with us. And, like, it's really obvious that he's uncomfortable, but he sticks to his original diagnosis. And so we take him to uh, a different, uh, the child study, the Fort Worth Study Center, uh, Child Study Center, um, down in downtown Fort Worth as part of the Cooks program. And uh, she came in, and she she was actually really cool. Uh, Dr. Frederelli, awesome, really recommend her. Um, And she was like, here's the deal. Your son has autism, and I can't tell you how bad it is. 
Um, and if you don't want to believe that he has autism, that's fine. But here's what we need to do. We need to give him the diagnosis of autism so that you can start receiving services. Sure. Because with that diagnosis, now your insurance company will pay for tons of stuff for you right. that oh, he wow. clearly needs. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of went out with this mentality of like, okay, he doesn't really have autism, but we're going to get this diagnosis and get the services he needs. So you can help him. In yeah, his, exactly. Yeah. And then once we started getting to it, we're, we start meeting other kids that have autism. We're like, oh, he totally has autism. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where we got started. And then, uh, and then we kind of went from there. So that's, that's how we went to get diagnosed. No, no, just a random question from that. So you met other kids that have, I have autism and I know sometimes when it, it, come, it can, there can be <clears throat> relationship, relationship, like issues, building friendships and trust like that. Does he have friends from any friends from that group of kids or, um, or not, playmates or whatever you want. Not really. I, I guess kind of. Uh, his first day of school, um, there was a kid who was there, and he has this Ariel doll um, that he's super obsessed with. Um, and uh, apparently he won't let his mom, he won't let his dad, he wouldn't let his teachers. Nobody could touch his Ariel doll. And like his first day of school... Uh, he walked up to my son and gave him his aerial doll. Oh wow! And like oh, we've kind of awesome. been we've kind of been huge, friends yeah. after that. Sure. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't think they think of each other as friends. You know, they're just like, oh, that's another person, or not even that's another person. That's a that's a thing that stands there that I can interact with. You know. Mm. Well, I mean, since you go back to the whole parenthood thing, it's like that's kind of how they portrayed the kid there. It's like he didn't yeah didn't really treat his friends as friends. You know, it was it was it's and I don't know. I was just curious to see if there was any kind of you know, relationship built with the other kids there. And it's a funny thing because you were talking about the, the playground earlier and I struggle with that a lot with my son because my son doesn't understand personal space. Sure. Like he looks at another child and he goes, Oh, a handrail and he grabs them and he'll use them to get up. And, and most kids are like, Oh, that was weird and awkward, but okay. And he just moves on. But every now and then you get a kid, you know, and I try to discourage it, but every now and then you get a kid who's just like, don't touch me. You know, and and he would be like that if one of them were to touch him. You know, right, so right. you know we struggle with that too. But yeah. So okay, so by this point in the, in the story, you're really talking about he was 18 months, whatever, going into two years or something, and yep. now he is almost five. Uh, yeah, he'll be five in May. Okay, so he'll be five in like another month or so, month or two. So what what has now transpired since you guys have received the diagnosis? You've you've started going to some of these groups where you've seen other autistic kids, and you're like, okay, he totally has autism, and you're around whatever eighteen months or two years. What's transpired from them from then to now? What's what's kind of been your journey since then? And and I I want to qualify this with every autistic kid that I have ever met is different from every other autistic kid I've ever met. Which is um, one of the things that has to be so crazy about this experience. Yeah, it's really, really agree. difficult. And I was alluding to this earlier. Uh, one of the things that they used to have is they used to have subcategories of autism, right? Asperger, PDD-NOS, which is uh, pervasive developmental delay, not otherwise specified, right? Um, and all these other little categories. And they ended up getting rid of all of those wow. because of the insurance companies. The insurance companies would say, your kid doesn't have autism. He has Asperger's. Oh, so we're not paying game. for it's his It's such thing. a game with yeah. these insurance companies. And so that was part of the thing that made it so difficult. Uh, but there's a phrase in the autism world that says, if you know one kid with autism, you know one kid with autism. Uh, okay, because wow. it's so different from kid to kid. Okay. Um, and so That's what works enough. for one parent works completely differently from another parent. Um, and so um, we kind of, we're kind of big believers in whatever works for your kid works for your kid and go for it. Right. Sure. As long as you're not injuring your kid throughout the process. Sure. Then we're fine. You know, I mean, I'm, 
not that's a big Joe's fan. Motto. Like, yeah. That is I mean, my I mean really, I mean, it yeah. was, what's interesting <laughs> is, is it's something that we've t- we've done on this podcast is like what worked for us doesn't necessarily going isn't going to necessarily right. work for you. Right. That, that you know, so it's interesting that that parents of asp- of autism kids share that same experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you the the stakes the, are the, higher. Yeah, or and it's just like right. like the the wide. It's a much wider net of things that you can catch. Or right. you can catch a much wider thing. I, I, I can't speak English. I, I, but basically, oh, sorry, like, there's just a lot more that it can be. And the troubleshooting of, well, did you try this or did you try that? It's There are 200 other things. Right. Whereas, and, you know, normally in the first four or five tries, most parents are going to find something that at least works in some capacity. Whereas you're, you're flying blind the entire way. You can't go out and buy a book that has five different suggestions of what to do. It's You really are truly living a unique a completely unique to you. Well, and, and every parent whose uh, whose kid is better or or is off the spectrum or has just improved a lot believes their way is the gospel. Sure, you know, and like they've discovered the secret. Yes, and exactly. they're trying to share the secret yeah. with you. And yeah. part of the problem is the medical industry has exactly one solution for autism: direct uh, uh, therapies. Basically, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, where you go in and you physically. Like give them therapy, so like speech therapy, occupational oh, therapy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, um, yeah, uh, uh, but the the big one is something called ABA therapy, which stands for Applied Behavior Analysis Therapy, where literally you look at the antecedent, the behavior, um, and the and, and then you anal- you uh, put it through an analysis, and you try to figure out okay. If I teach the kid, it's very Pavlovian almost, you know, if I teach the kid, Hey, every time I ring this bell, I'm going to feed you, you know, then you start salivating every time I ring the bell. Right. So it's, it's very much like, um, okay, every time we see this, we do this. And so you kind of get them to get those life skills that they need. And they have okay. to figure out what the first thing is that they do to evoke the response. Right, that they, exactly. That you would yeah. want. Exactly. Yeah. And so and so to the medical community, that is the only uh, proven proven. I'm doing air quotes. quotes. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I forgot this is a podcast. You can't see me. Um, uh, proven method of curing of, or of, of helping of uh, intervention, so, direct yes, intervention. Sure. That's the word yeah, I was yeah, looking yeah. for. So essentially, the, the medical community has, this is a one-size-fits-all solution to a problem that is anything but one-size-fits-all. And, yeah. and I think it's stemmed from the fact that the medical community, it's, it, it is out of their comprehension to think that every single person is unique and has to be treated as such. So for them, they need a one-stop shop way of treating just like they would chicken pox or measles or, yeah. you know, cancer. Well, cancer is different, but you know what I'm trying to say? But I mean, yeah, literally by that description, yeah, it's almost like you're, it, it's almost like you're describing them treating it like a disease. Right. Which I feel that they are as opposed to just a, not that they're classifying it as such, right, right, but it's right. just like, I mean, that, that has to be, but, I but, assume an, that's but an incurable yeah. disease. Right. Yeah. And that's why right. on this podcast, we not, think not, science is a scam. No, what if we, <laughs> what, what if we but, just but, went that yeah, direction? Yeah. But, not, but not to say that autism is a disease because it's not. It's been proven that it's not. But I do feel that the way that the insurance and medical community can treat it at times, it comes off like that. Right. Well, and, and if it was, it would be easier to get funding for it. I this mean, because you can point at it and you go, this is what causes it. This is what interacts with it. And this is what does that. Right. But you can't. Wait, don't, um, don't vaccines so, cause it? <laughs> we we can no. go down that road if you really want to. No, but it's okay. I, I actually, don't believe well, that. I kind of want to. I have. I mean, my kid's fully vaccinated, so I don't well, have any problem with that. But I, I, I am want... curious about that because you hear that thrown around a lot. Yeah, I do want to ask you this question because, in so much as, as far as we we 
as far as we know, science doesn't exactly understand what causes this, right? No, they don't. With a couple of rare exceptions, fragile X, uh, um, you know, uh, mitochondrial diseases and things like that, that they know, hey, if, if the kid has this, they're very likely to have uh, autistic-like symptoms, too. Um, with, uh, but with, but ex- excluding those things that we do know about, no, nobody knows what causes autism. Yeah. I think like my brother-in-law's, I think the situation, they were the, his girlfriend or wife, I don't know what she was at the time, was in a really bad car accident. And so the, the trauma of, of that is what they, you know, they, they've kind of narrowed it down to say, this is what. Yeah, and some people think it's genetics and some people think it's environment, uh, think it's environmental. I Jenny mean, McCarthy thinks it's. Yeah. Do, you, do you say like yeah. was she pregnant when she had? Yeah, the like Is that she, what you're saying? yeah, like she, okay. she, she was pregnant. She had the accident. She had the kid. Like, okay, the accident okay. is also what triggered labor. Oh, okay, yeah. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Thanks. And and like my wife had uh, preeclampsia, which is a uh, high blood pressure um, when when Zachary was born. So they brought her in. They were trying to get her blood pressure down, and finally they said, "Well, uh, my wife also has a history of PEs, pul- uh, pulmonary embolism. So she was on blood thinners too." Uh, and they were like, okay, we have to get the blood thinner out of your system before we can operate uh, because they wanted to get him out right away. Right. And so it's possible that because of that high blood pressure situation that he had some brain damage, and that may be why mm. he's autistic. Yeah. We have no idea. Oh, and man, part of the hard. problem is, and, and I know dads aren't so bad about this, but moms especially blame themselves like crazy. Mm. Every autism mom that I've ever talked to, at least on some level, blames themselves. I was okay. So this is interesting that you brought this up because this is a, a thing that I was very interested in talking to you about. When you find out information like this, when you guys are finally like, "Okay, this is autism," you guys had to beat yourselves up for a long period of time, being like, "What did we do that potentially contributed to this? What could we have done differently?" Um, I don't know. Can you just? Is that the case? And if so, I'll I'll tell you that wasn't the case for me. But I don't typically think like that. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not a big regrets person. I'm a big believer in the butterfly effect that you don't know the 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 things that you do, the sure. effects that they cause, you know. Sure. And so I'm I'm a big believer in hey, whatever my problems are now, they could be a billion times worse. Right. And and which by the way, in this case, the case of autism, we don't know that that has anything to do with it because it, right. it could have been right. purely genetic. Yeah. Yeah. You sure. know. And so I mean, I mean, there's 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 no possible way to know. Uh, but you're right. I mean, people do tend, tend to beat themselves up on it. Uh, but there tend to be two big schools of thought uh, when it comes to autism. And this is kind of going to take us down the road that you you said you wanted to go. Um, there is uh, and and which this podcast is all about control. So okay, fantastic. No, no, I'm just uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been forced. Um, <laughs> help. Oh, uh, uh, we're topic raping you. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag topic rape. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, and. Uh, I can't even say it anymore. Never mind. Sorry. Um, so there, there tend to be two big schools of thoughts, and there's two big charities out there uh, that kind of subscribe to one thought or the other. And I don't want to assign this to any charity, um, but this, but if you live in the autism world, you'll very much know what we're talking about. Uh, but the first school of thought is that uh, autism is something that you were born with. It is something that is a part of you. It is not curable. It is only manageable. Okay, so kind of like MS, you know, you know, that's kind of the the school of thought. The second school of thought is something went wrong and your kid is autistic. And if we can fix that thing that went wrong, we'll minimize the amount of damage. Does that make sense? It it does does. make sense. Let's let's hold up right there. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back and we're going to talk about sort of uh, where you and your wife 
fall on that sort of idea and sort of the implications of what it's meant for you. Sounds great. So, all right, guys, stick with us. We'll be right back. Okay, Jonathan, so we're, we're back, and right before we left, you were telling us about sort of the two ideas that, that two different big charities in the autism community sort of have. One of, it, one of them is just autism is some – it's because of genetics, so you're just born with it, basically. Right. Okay, and the other is something's happened along the way that has caused this developmental issue that then and or is still causing it or is still causing it. So, okay. So my, my thing is like, once you're, um, I guess confronted with that, I mean, how do you guys process that or does it matter to you or or does it determine your belief in that and determine how you treat? Yeah. The, the big difference is how you actually go about treating it. So, um, if, I mean, if, if you think that it's just part of who that person is, and to some extent it is, and to some extent there's, there's truth in both of them, um, but if you, if, if you believe that's just how that person is, then the only thing you can do is direct intervention, right? Because uh, there's nothing wrong with the person, per se. Um, you, know, you just have to teach them and you know, let them grow to, to be the, you know, as much of a functional um, part of society as possible, right? Uh, and on the other side... Um, if there's if you believe that there's something wrong with the child, you know heavy heavy metal tox- toxicity is a really common thing. Uh, vaccine poisoning is a really common thing. Um, lack of oxygen, brain damage, fragile X. You know, I mean, there's all these different things that it could be. Um, then you try to go for a cure, uh, and so some people talk about curing autism like that. Are there uh, people that claim they have in their kids? Or are there just people that oh, yes. are hopeful? Oh, oh okay. yeah. Uh, some some most of them are 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 a little bit more um, with it, maybe. I don't know. That's terrible. But um, but they'll say that they recovered their kids. That's a really common phrase that we hear a lot is they recovered okay. their kids. So, um, and then, like, I and know one And then, of course, family, I'm sure they're passionate about sharing with you how they how did How they it. did that, yes, yeah. very muchly. So, like, one family, um, they found out their kid had tons of heavy uh, of mercury in her blood. Um, and so they, uh, they did uh, chelation, which can be incredibly dangerous if not done properly. Um, but if done properly, it's a process of, of removing heavy metals from the blood. Um, and, uh, and they did. They recovered their kid. Uh, kids started making friends, wow. started talking, started doing all this stuff. Uh, and then one day, uh, uh, a fluorescent light bulb in, in the kid's school fell out of the ceiling, broke right next to the kid, and the mercury poisoned the body again. And she's never been the same since. See, that's wow. insane. That, that goes back to, like, the fact that, like, look, there may be a ton of different causes and potentially a ton of different things that we just lump, lump into ASD. Right. Oh, man. That, yeah. That has to be so challenging. Plus, yeah. like, the roller – you talked about the roller coaster earlier, but it's like, man, to, like, to, to have recovered your kid or whatever. It's yeah, to like, think I mean, that you've done like, the impossible, basically. And then it's like right. they're right back, and it's that – you know, it's almost like the – I mean, not the same thing, but it's like where you have a family member that's deathly ill – and all of a sudden they come out of it and it's like, or in a coma and they come out, they're talking, you're like, oh, we got them back. And then, and then they pass they, away they, anyway, or they, they so grow right. back into a coma or pass oh, yeah. away. And it's not, again, life and death, but it's the other thing is like, you have your kid and it's like, you're riding that high. And all of a sudden, like, it's not just a rug is taken out from underneath you. It's like the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it, it, yeah. upside down. It's I do that. 
I mean, I, I've not, not something I've been in, but that just that that makes my heart hurt, and I have a tiny little black and shriveled heart, and it's like <laughs> that makes then, my that makes my heart hurt for that the, that family. Yeah, and that's part of the reason that it's so so hard for a lot of people is because regression is a very common thing with autism. So they'll they'll progress normally for the first. 18 months or so and then all of a sudden they'll start losing all these skills they have you know they were talking just fine wow. you know like we were talking about earlier right. and all of a sudden i mean could you imagine if your daughter just quit talking one day that would be crazy to me i would yeah. i would instantly be like what happened like yeah. what was the defining moment that now now, now imagine you your daughter was 18 months old remember how much she was talking at 18 months old yeah. now let's take let's imagine that you took her and she went and got a, a vaccine and then that night she got sick the next morning, she was still sick, and she never said another word after that. that what would, that what would be, be your immediate thought? My immediate thought would be this vaccine caused it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now, uh, and, and this is a conversation that I, I, I tend to be really, really cautious about because people get very, very passionate about vaccinations and, and you know whether whether vaccines cause autism and all this jazz. And I, I don't want to go there, um, but what I, I have, I've got probably a dozen friends that I could think of off right off the top of my head who have that exact story. Mm. You know, wow. their kid was progressing normally, was talking. They went, they had a, they got a vaccine, their kid got sick. Uh, and then the very next day started regressing, you know, horribly. And it's, it's That's really tough. easy for someone who hasn't gone through that experience to be like, no, look, that originally, that original study was a lie. The guy came out and said it. There's no scientific evidence of this. But like, if you talk to 12 people who are like, no, you don't understand this the is day my life after story. that happened. Right. Yeah. You see the you see the immediate cause and effect from that. Yeah. And that's what's tough. Oh man. Yeah. So and 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 I and I'm actually pro vaccine, but I just want uh, there's a great movie out there called Vaxxed. It was the one that got uh, kicked out of the the movie uh, Sundance or whatever. Sun, it wasn't Sundance. Was it can or I forget. I don't uh, know. I'm just gonna keep it. the Academy Awards. Uh, uh, the Tonys. <laughs> I forget. Rent. I don't know. Hey. Got kicked out of Rent, the Broadway it musical. Got kicked out of Spider Man, the Broadway musical. <laughs> oh, turn off the lights. Or wait, what, whatever the subtitle was. I and knew it, a guy that was actually in that. Sorry. Really? Oh, oh did know. he go get to you have to go to the hospital? He was like the fifth Spider Man or something. Well, that's dude. I didn't know you knew such a celebrity. Yeah, well, you is know, he a dad? Let's no. get him on. Okay, no, absolutely not. Who who wants to who wants the fifth <laughs> Spider Man to be their father? Actually, their, their father. I, I should say I'm better friends with his ex. Ooh. Okay. Well, so, well, well, well. So aren't we all friends? You... <laughs> uh, uh, we're Facebook friends. We're like legit Facebook friends. That's cool. All right. Sorry. Any, no, that's good. The Joe Humblebrag segment of the episode is now over. <laughs> yeah, uh, hashtag fifth Spider-Man. Right, yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, anyways. So, okay, so we were... There's there's a few things I wanted to ask you, or that I think we collectively wanted to ask you before we end. Yeah, let's do that. I, I want to go back real quick. So take me from two years old to four and a half years old. So from two and a half to four years, uh, four and a half... Um, so we've done a lot, man. Uh, we we did ABA. He did ABA for uh, which is a therapy and applied behavior analysis, um, and uh, he did that for thirty five hours a week uh, for probably about a full year, um, and then we just we didn't see very much uh, progression uh, with him, uh, and he started getting very antsy, and some things changed about the school. Uh, that that were making it very difficult for him. Uh, they put the classroom right above a gym, oh. um, and with a whole bunch of kids that are sensitive to sound, uh, and the classroom yeah, had no windows. Just a lot, a lot of sensory yeah. input. That they, yeah, 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 just all this stuff. So 
so we took him to a different school, um, and he didn't do well with the teachers there at that school. So we started doing in-home therapies, um, and he would just start getting very um, anxious every time the therapist would come over. And so it was getting more difficult than it was anything else. Um, but we've done a lot of stuff. Uh, but we, I mean, we've also made a lot of progress along the way, you know. Um, so one of his biggest issues was allergies. He was constantly uh, being allergic to things, and then his allergies would turn into, you know, it would get down to the post-nasal drip, and then, and then he would actually get sick. So we were in the hospital, I'd say, I don't know, seven, eight times a year. Not too bad, but wow. more often than we'd like to And there's, it, does there have to be a concern that that's somehow tied to the autism or no? It's possible, but it's hard you to know. You just don't know. Could, so it's could, just a separate unrelated, separate you know? deal you're, you're dealing with. Absolutely. Uh, or it could be related. Who knows? You know. Um, so we, we did that. Uh, so we did allergy shots and a lot of stuff like that to try to help heal the body. Um, because that's one of the things that we find that uh, kids with autism, they don't react well to – they don't react the same as kids with – with, don't, with neurotypical kids, and we were talking about that earlier, what we call uh, normal, quote-unquote, normal kids, as we typically Whatever call Whatever normal is. Yeah, n- neurotypical. Because, I mean, I can tell you, Golan's daughter, I love her, but she's not normal. Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, Sylvie may be normal, in uh, air quotes, I don't know. Let's know. No, so, no, no, no. So our current position love is her, uh, uh, <laughs> we have a, uh, a specialist out in uh, Florida, we go see him once a year, um, and uh, we, we uh, Skype with him, and he uh, does all of his autistic uh, regimens, you know, uh, minerals so that's and interesting. herbs and, and medicines and all sorts of stuff. He's an actual MD. He's not you, like you've a, gone out and visited this doctor, too, or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that plus the Skype thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, interesting. He, he has to see him in person at least once a year, otherwise he refuses to treat them. And I, oh, okay. I think that's great because sure. you're not actually looking at the kid. You know, it's hard. Do. I mean, it's, it's hard, hard to, to really get a doing, pulse yeah. on the situation, yeah. So, yeah, so those, those are the big things we're doing. Uh, we discontinued ABA. We're seriously thinking about whether or not to get him into the school system. Uh, and he gets speech therapy every so often. Uh, well, I say every so often, twice a week for about an hour uh, a time. And, you know, we just kind of progress. We, you know, we, we deal with the little quirks from here to there and go from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the future, too, because you, you kind of talked about the things you, you've changed. And I wonder if looking into the future is sort of what your long-term plan is for this. And we'll, t- we'll hit that in a second. But first, I wanted to hit some questions that basically we had for you. Um, yeah. And, and this sort of there's a pair that kind of came along from something that Galan brought up. I'm wondering what the, the most stressful moment you've had as a dad has been. The most stressful moment that I've had as a dad. Um, his birth was really stressful. Um, I'm sure a lot of dads can relate to that. I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure. Were there, were there special complications or is just the whole fact that you're like, holy crap, I'm about to be a dad. Oh no, that didn't bother me at all. I was, I was stoked. Um, but, uh, like I, I met my wife at the at her uh, OB um, for the for the birth or not for the birth but for just a regular checkup and she's like hey your blood pressure is a little bit high let's let's send you to the hospital and have it monitored uh, and they're like hey your blood pressure is still high um, you know congratulations you're having a baby in the morning uh, they would have delivered the baby there but my wife has a history of PEs and pulmonary embolism so she was on which blood is, thinners, is uh, like blood, blood clots, clots and, in the heart uh, oh, in the lung sorry oh wow, um, okay. yeah uh, and so uh, so we had to wait for the blood thinner to get out of her system before they could operate uh, because my son was transverse in other words uh, he was sideways right um, and oh, so, okay which would have really blown out her vagina yes in, in, wow I know I was like wow. I was like hey look you know, Way to go, John. I, I'm not interested in the safety of my son. Let's talk about <laughs> not a dad. <Yeah. laughs> 
Anyway. Oh, dude, I, I feel so guilty for that. I would like to apologize to you and your lovely wife. That That's was right. uncalled for. Um, but but uh, I want to make a hashtag out of it. <laughs> but uh, when uh, when they uh, when they did the cesarean section, an arm and a leg fell out. You know, So they actually had to put the leg back in to turn him back around to pull him out the right direction. Well, wait, oh, during oh, the cesarean? Wow. Yeah. So, Ooh. so they cut her open, uh-huh. and an arm and a leg are like. Well, they cut they cut her open. They did they they got it everything, and then when they cut the when they cut the uh, the womb open, when they uh-huh. cut the uterus open, where they is how they actually get to the baby. Um, when they cut the when you they do cut, know what a uterus is, John, don't you? I've never found the uterus. He's like, it looks like a cow, right? <laughs> I kind just, of, yeah, in okay. books anyway. Okay. Um, I'll tell Whoa. you. I'll tell you later what it looks like in real life. But oh, uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I won't. You've always been a good friend. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to know. I'm sparing you. Trust me. Um, but yeah, delicious. But when they cut it open, like no, the immediately, an arm and a leg fell out. I'll shut up. Wait, so, wait, wait. Of her stomach, like of the incision, or yeah. Oh wow. Like, like I, like I could see, and I, I watched an arm and a leg come out. And they're like, no, get back in there. Yeah, they we're going to put pull... the leg back in, turn him around, and then pull him That's out. That's crazy. What? So like yeah. we, so I did. Amanda didn't have a C-section. I don't think Teresa had a C-section, right? No, no, it was okay. push, push. Push Ellie's out. Yeah, Teresa had like oh, the amazing experience. Bitch. Amanda had like not that experience in it. So we've got like one, two, three. Teresa basically looked she like someone threw a and grenade and a deli counter. And no, I'm just kidding. No, no. Teresa, I will say this one came out. Just, just briefly, one of the weirdest experiences is watching like the head of your child come out of yes, that. Yes, I will agree. It looked like the it looked like the crows from like the old Looney Tunes with like their like elongated heads I or whatever. Won't go that far. But I will agree. Well, Joe, that's funny that you won't go that far on the air because you told me it looked like Bugs Bunny put his finger in the end of Elmer Fudd's you gun. You told me you weren't going to say that. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, he didn't. Podcast drums. No. Uh, uh, Hashtag crow's head. <laughs> no, that wasn't that pun. That pun was not intended for your last name, Jonathan. Yes. Thank okay, you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, back. To they it. do that. They pull the kid out. My last name is Crow. I should specify that. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, why I, I didn't know that. I was like, Jonathan Crow. Yeah. Crowhead? There we go. And in, in a second, we'll give your social security number out. Oh, thanks, man. Okay, yeah, no problem. Stalker okay. still listening. My first pet's name was... Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All your, your mother's, your mother's maiden, maiden name. Is. Yeah. Your first school, the street you, you grew up on. at. Uh, okay, so where were we? <laughs> we digress. They, anyway, they, oh, they, oh, they my the wife, my, the, the birth, yeah, they did the C-section. So uh, that was a pretty stressful moment. And I remember... Um, you know, they were, they were trying to get him to breathe and I walked away, I walked away from my wife cause they were putting her back together and I, and I reached down there and I was like, can I, can I touch him? And so I touched his little hand and he gripped his, he gripped my hand really tight. Dude, that is such a badass moment when it's, they do that. I agree. And it's like, you just go, you, 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 the, it doesn't matter how like how hardcore you are or how emotionally distant your that, that, gone e- at that immediately melts yes. you. And you're just I like, agree. I, this kid, I agree. Yeah. I'm wearing a paper mask, you know, I've got these scrubs on over top of my clothes, and I'm crying, and my nose is running, and I can't reach any of it, you know, because it's all underneath my paper mask. Um, Just soak it up, buddy. Yeah. Just soak it up. (laughs) Just try to swallow it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so slimy. Anyway, that's a pretty stressful moment. Uh, I'll tell you another really good stressful moment. So that that one was hardcore. Um, this one was just fun. 
Uh, one of the things my son absolutely loves to do is just ride in the truck. Uh, I've got a big truck, and he loves to ride in the back of it and look around. And I'm, I'm sure most kids do like that, but he super duper likes it. John likes to do that a lot too. He's he puts his he puts his head John out the window like a dog with his leg. There's his, a his, substantial his... difference. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, he likes to get wow. ridden by wow. like a truck? In the truck? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can yeah. attest to that. Yeah. You can attest to that? No comment. I've heard stories. Everybody. Oh, okay. Sorry. No comment. <laughs> Anyways, like eyewitness account. I, I told so, stories. So we're driving around in the truck and uh and, and all of a sudden uh like my son starts getting really antsy and i can't figure out what's going on and he's getting super antsy and and all of a sudden i hear a sound that i've never heard before but i instantly recognized uh my son starts urinating yes and it's that tinkle of of like urine hitting leather i've never heard it before <laughs> but i instantly knew what it was and he just starts peeing all over. <laughs> oh, dude. Somehow during this car ride, he'd gotten his shorts and his diaper over to the side. And he was just peeing all over my King Ranch. Oh. <laughs> By the way, oh. pretty brand new truck at the time that that yes, happened, right? Yes, very brand new. Yeah. Oh, way to break at least it new in. to me. Oh, wow. And uh, so the next day, I, I, I uh, went to work and uh, we went out to lunch. And John jumped in the back of the truck, and I felt, and I said, John, I feel obligated to tell you my son pissed there last night. <laughs> and then John said, no problem. I was planning on doing the same. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. But yeah, I, I had one of those panic moments. I, You're like, my, what do you do? My first instinct, which is so dumb, was get home before he stops. But you know, of course, that's not even remotely possible. <laughs> you're, you're just like, keep it going, buddy. <laughs> keep it going. We're at a stop sign. Keep it going. Four way stop. Uh, okay, so what what would you say? And this is, I think was also from Golan. Uh, what's been your proudest moment as a father? Oh, we were talking about this earlier. Um, but honestly, we celebrate every little accomplishment. Um, I'll never forget my dad. Uh, not my dad. My my son said. Uh, and another heart melting moment the first time your kid clearly says da da yeah yeah and uh he still says da 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 batman sorry uh that was that was pretty heartwarming uh i told the one about where he gripped my hand that was pretty good yeah um man i gotta tell you i love being a dad it's awesome and see, and see, that, that's one of the coolest things is like your your journey is one that is not easy. Oh no! And but yet, like to hear you talk about your kid, like you, it's not one of those things that you're beaten down by it. It's it's right. it's really interesting. I mean, and not I don't know you nearly as well as John does, but it's like I've known you for a while, and it's like the positivity that you have there isn't like, man, my kid has autism. It's like my kid has autism. Like I'm gonna right. deal with it, and right. I'm gonna make the best of it. And I think that that's a really cool attitude to have because there are a lot of people, I mean, I don't know any personally, but it's, it's not hard to imagine. There's a lot of people that get discouraged and beaten down by their daily journey. And they forget that they're, they're dad, like, and how, it's amazing how yeah, just, just right. how yeah. what kind of experience that is. And it's like how unique that is. And yeah, you have to celebrate the little stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter if you like, they walk across the room. If you if that if that is what your family needs to celebrate, then it's like you do that. And yeah. if they if they celebrate saying dad 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 dad, then you do that, man. Yeah. And, and it's it you you own that. And it's like the joy that you get from that is I, maybe even more than the joy we get from something similar because those are moments that you cherish. 
Totally. You know, and it's it's those are the moments that lift you up when maybe you, if you do get down, you have those moments to look back on. And it's like my kid accomplished this. It's like my brother-in-law when his daughter started like actually talking more and saying more words. It's like I know that 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 put him sky high. You know, and it's 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 really cool to hear to hear your attitude through that and in just how big of a weight that could be and and the way that you're you're making it through that. So I mean, it's. Thanks, man. Kudos, you yeah, know, good I on you. Agree. Whatever it might is, it's like that. That deserves it's so much praise. Yeah, you yeah. have to. Yeah. And, and uh, when when our son was diagnosed, I started doing some research, um, not into this specifically, but one of the things that I found is that eighty to eighty five percent of all marriages that have chil- that produce children with special needs end in divorce. Wow. And so just because because just of all because the stress, so stress yeah, all yeah. the stress. So hard. Was like, oh, dude, just the finance. Dude, I saw a thing too that was like a it was a stat on like the financial responsibility of, of raising a kid with mm-hmm. autism, and it talked about that on average you're going to spend like 2.4 million over the lifetime of that kid to try to get them the care that they need. Whereas a kid that's not autistic, you you might spend a tenth of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so the average, I can only imagine. The statistic that I think I read says the, it takes it costs about a hundred thousand dollars to raise a kid from zero to eighteen. Uh, and it cost about two million to raise uh, an autistic kid. Wow, so twenty times. Yeah. Right. Well, because and a lot of times they don't they, they never leave the house. So right. That, that adds so you go beyond it. eighteen. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. That adds on to it a lot. Um, but yeah, so uh, if we do have any uh, dads listening to this uh, of autistic uh, autistic kiddos, I really want to encourage you to work on your marriage. Um, get a counselor. My wife and I, we go see a counselor, not because we had marriage problems, but because I didn't want to have marriage problems, you know? Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I didn't want to have a good marriage. I wanted to have a great marriage. Um, get a counselor uh, that you can talk to. Uh, one of the things I know a lot of, a lot of people who have autistic kids, they have trouble talking to other, other, other parents because other parents of neurotypical kids don't typically, don't typically understand. And then the parents of autistic kids, they have so many of their own problems that it makes it really difficult. So find somebody to talk to. Uh, and, and I know this sounds crazy, but date your wives, uh, not your wives, date your one wife. <laughs> All of our <laughs> listeners in Utah. In Utah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But date, date your wife. One of the things that I really insist on is that Heather and I go on uh, a date every single week, regardless of what's going on. Uh, I actually rescheduled uh, our date night this week till tomorrow so I can come and do this podcast. Oh, we're burdening your marriage, so that's <laughs> yeah, good. So they, thank you very much. Uh, Tell Heather we said thank you. Yeah, but no, we'll go on a date tomorrow. But I mean, you don't. Wait, have to I think ten- you should date your wife tomorrow, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for dating us tonight. Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but seriously, take really, really good care of your women. Uh, I mean, of your woman. I'm really gone. This <laughs> but hey, hey, if you have daughters, then it's you yeah, know, sure. yeah. But yeah, if absolutely. you have three wives, yeah, you know. Hey, maybe you got a girlfriend on the side. Maybe you got a side chick. It's yeah. whatever. We're not here to judge. We're just here to tell you not to do that. Hey, man, whatever makes so you happy. Do, do we have time for a few more quick ones? Or yeah, 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 yeah. We got time. Okay, real, real quick. Uh, I think Joe, you may have brought this one up, but Probably. is there a specific challenge that you had to face or overcome as a dad that other parents might think is uh, too daunting if they faced it, but it sort of just worked into your regular every day routine this is a funny thing and i i, I I'm, I'm gonna pick a funny thing to talk about on this one um and and it, this show is not rated like g right oh god uh, no 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 Fuck no, no. It's, okay <laughs> <laughs> joe that was inappropriate um, no, you're right no no judging. My, no judging my kid says shit and damn it before the show even starts so, so. We're, so we start off on the right foot totally oh, yes. yeah, totally uh my son masturbates Oh, I was hoping you would talk about this. Oh, yeah, you mentioned this 
pre-show, so I was curious about it. Okay, let's get into it. Guys, this is going to blow your mind. A lot. Speaking of blow. A lot. I, wait, I know John. Sorry. I know John, so define a lot. Because uh, he's, he's, he's at the bar. Really? <laughs> Come on, man. If, Sorry. If you don't deter him six to eight times a day for like 30 minutes at a go. Wow. Starting when? From the moment he wakes up. Wow. Like, like, how old was he when this behavior kind of started? Um, probably it was pre-diagnosis. Um, no, it was it was post-diagnosis. So I would say two years, maybe twenty-six months. Wow. Okay, so about two years or more. You guys have been dealing with this. So what's what's the what happens? He wakes up. So he, so he's at the age where my daughter is right now. Like, sorry, I'm just like wrapping my mind around that. Girls do this too. Autistic girls, they do this too. Really? And as much as it, it and and by the way, as weird as it is for me to see my son with an erect, you know, penis sure, right. doing his thing. Like I can't even imagine a girl, but that's so, crazy. Yeah. So here, here's the thing, though, because even neurotypical kids uh, around these ages discover themselves. Right. Yeah, and they'll play with it for a little bit. But my son has this thing, like, once he finds something he enjoys, he'll do it for hours. Wow. My son will literally stay on the trampoline for an hour to two hours, no problem. Uh, but just because he enjoys the repetitive movement. Must resist. Uh, wow. Must yeah. resist. But uh, like my huh? <laughs> must must resist. Yeah. Must uh, resist. But my son <laughs> must resist what? He was about to say Maybe something. like John, you gotta play catch up, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I was I was like holding my I was biting my tongue during that too. It's, it's like, like have you ever seen Simon Burke just like I, right, yeah. right before he grabs the girl's boobs, he's like his little hands are going. I I challenge you both to a duel after this podcast to defend my honor, Joe and Galan. Okay. <laughs> I have my sword. Can I Hashtag, leave hashtag that you have yeah, my yeah, axe. Okay, okay so second. so anyways, tell us tell us yeah, more go about ahead. this because and my bow. This so is something just, that like, like most every... parents will n- never have to deal with. Maybe not really. You know, so, like, most... my daughter doesn't do this. Yeah. Uh, so most Yet. two-year-old boys, yeah. they they discover their penis and they're like, oh, wow, this is fun. And they'll play with it for a couple of minutes, you know, or whatever. And then they get bored of it. Until they're, about 12, until they're about 12 or 13. Yeah. And then, John and then the same just, way now. Woo, right up, right? Um, but, uh, <laughs> what is this thumb down there? <laughs> you guys... You guys are just dogs. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Wait, let's get back to the task at hand. Sorry, go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, I apologize for starting this. But when this. my son discovered his, sorry, like, sorry. he would really go after it. Uh, like legs kicking up in the air. I mean, he would really, really go after it, uh, which was weird in and of itself. And we ask our pediatrician, and he's like, oh, that's normal. And we're like, no, he'll do it for two hours in a row. Like, like if you don't stop him, he'll just go for two hours. Uh, and he was like, okay, that is not normal. Um, and the Benny Hill theme songs playing the whole time, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> but he's humming it. But he's yeah. humming it. And he's never seen yeah. Benny Hill. Yeah. And, and I have to like... give him credit. He's very faithful. I mean, he really likes to do that with his blanket. Uh, and he, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. So right. he has his he doesn't process. Like, he doesn't like his other toys, you know. Gotcha. But it's really weird to watch him looking through a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse book while he's masturbating. Uh, and, and we call it private timing for the record. Private time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Anyways, uh, but the weirdest thing was uh, he started finishing. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, what? What? At four? Uh, no, at two. At two? Yes, he wait, was finished. Wait, I, don't, I don't understand how that's like physiologically possible. No, nothing comes out, but he would orgasm and finish. And Whoa. like if you would stop him before he would finish, it was 
all hell's barred. Just let it all go. No, is that sure. something that that's common in in autistic kids? I've I mean, ne- like, like, like never said, talked like, to some... anybody else whose son could finish. Wow. But, but like, but it's common for autistic children and boys to. <laughs> it's not uncommon. No, John, just, stop. Just to go at it. Okay. But not not necessarily like come to come to conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing for me is oh, like we would we would have to let him finish. And he would finish and then he would come out of his room and usually pee on the floor. But that's unexpected. Like yeah. I is it wrong for me that I want to be like, way to go, Dad. <laughs> my Prob- wife wasn't probably to, my wife wasn't supposed to be able to have kids at all. Like she had several doctors tell her she couldn't have kids. Uh, and my my she dad like he went around like bragging to everybody. He's like, "Well, they obviously never met a crow." You know, I'm just like, "Shut yeah. up, yeah, please, Dad, <laughs> yeah. please." Quit talking. Um, so, does that mean is that something that that your the pediatrician has continued to like ask you guys to monitor, or like is he just basically like it is what it is? And yeah, because before when I've talked to you about this, you're basically just like, "Look, you just got to let it take its course." Yeah, or... I mean, you can't hardly deter him from it in any way. I mean, sometimes. Occasionally he'll be doing it, and we have to go somewhere. So we usually take him outside, you know, and put him on the trampoline, try to give him something else he really, really enjoys. So, some other simulation then, or something. Yeah, and then like. usually throw some clothes on him and put him in the truck. So uh, it's kind of like a pattern interrupt or something? Very much. Like, and okay. he's super good about only doing it in the house. Well, that's like, good. We've never that's been good. out in that's public good. where he's, like, tried to take off his clothes and done that. Okay. John. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, do you think that's probably because he's most comfortable where he's like familiar? Probably. Or we something? hope so, and, and and we we don't allow him to do that either. Cool. You know? yeah. So, I mean, it's like that's that's dude. I think that's so like that's it, it's yeah. morbidly fascinating that it's like I mean, we're basically talking about a, a, a two year old like having having some yeah being it, but it's like but it, it, it just goes to show it pulls the curtains back of the struggles and and the the more or less unique situation that, that, yeah, like I, I, that's something that, you know, we would never face. It's just, but it's like, that's something that you have to take and you have to move forward and be like, okay, we're, we're going to deal with it. And here's the other big issue with it is, uh, if you're raising a neurotypical kid and they're doing something weird like that, you are 99% sure they're going to grow out of it. You yeah, know, you you you, uh, yeah, you can be oh, really okay. really confident that once they grow up and you can start talking to them that yeah. and they understand that. the context more or something. I, I have no assurances that at 16 years old my son won't be standing in a restaurant, take off his pants, and start playing with himself uh, and get arrested. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's and then, and then you're gonna say that you're, that you're gonna too. say officer no no he, my my son's autistic and the officer's gonna be like yeah it's just tough shit like yeah he's, he's still he's still revealed himself whatever, yeah. to a group you know right. to. You know, whatever. Like that, it, wow, yeah, yeah. that's hard. And uh, it's it was interesting because uh, we find that it's easier to go to meals and things like that during off times when there's less people there because yeah. it's less noisy, it's less sure uh, yeah, overstimulation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. we find other autistic parents do the exact same thing, and so we we wow. you know we kind of see other people. And we're like, oh, they have an autistic kiddo too. But there was one where you could tell the parents were celebrating something. My guess is an anniversary. Uh, and the son was standing there, and he was wearing a pair of basketball shorts, and he was playing with his penis underneath his basketball shorts, just standing there humming and turning around in circles while they were trying to eat, eat, eat hibachi. And you could just see it in their faces. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't give a shit. This you is know? just normal it, for us. This, yeah. it, this is what it is. Like, if we stopped us. our lives because of this, we'd never have a life yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. I, I could, I, in my brain, I don't know if this is true, but in my brain, I just went, I bet that's their 10-year anniversary. Sure. And that's how they're spending it, in a hibachi restaurant with their son. You know, touching his penis, spinning in circles while they're trying to eat. 
Oh, you know, dude. and it's like, and it's what it, 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 wow, yeah, like, yeah, blew my mind, yeah. yeah. But it's like that, that. That's even something that parents have to. I mean, you, that's something you would see on like a like fucked up HBO show, and you're like, oh, that's 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 not real. Yeah, but it is real. It is. Yeah. It's very it's real, real for some people. Yeah, and that's just that's that's crazy. A, a couple of things as we close out this segment. One. Uh, have there been res- what resources have you and your wife found that have been most helpful to you? Granting, of course, what we talked about, everyone's experience is different with this. But for you guys, where have been the places that you found information that have benefited you the most? So, um, uh, man, there's a lot. Okay, um, I want to go out and I want to give a plug to TACA. Uh, it's T A C A. Talk about curing autism now, um, or talk about curing autism. Uh, and their, their website is TACANow.com. Uh, and they are one of the best organizations for resources for, hey, your kid is doing this. Here's five solutions to try to help fix that. Maybe none of these five work, but at least here's five that you can try. There's a place to start at least. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And actually, John, will you, when you get when you compile a list of those, so we don't normally yeah. put links to the stuff that we talk about. But I think for the show description, it'd be really great to put those in there. Yeah. That way, if someone's downloading it off of, of iTunes or whatever, I just went real text in there. They, they can check they, it out at detoxpodcast.com. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lovely. But this time for the, the episode description on the Detox Podcast website, on, on our the Libsyn, if that's where you go to get them, or the iTunes, iTunes or it, there will be links in there. I'll, actually, I'll put those towards the top after the show description. Cool. Like here's some links to check out because I think it's really important for parents that are here listening that that, that are going through that to have access at to least those. have a starting point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that would be my my number one place. They're constantly doing seminars about insurance or or uh, you know this this thing or whatever's new you know <clears throat> or the school system. I went to a whole seminar all about how to interact with the school system uh, that was put on by Taka. Um, and, you know, it talked about, you know, ARDS and all this stuff that you have to know that I would never know otherwise. Um, so that's, that's probably one of the best resources. And then my other thing is, um, you may have a great pediatrician and he may be awesome and wonderful and all of that, but if he's not a specialist in autism and you've got a kid with autism, you need a developmental pediatrician. You need somebody who specializes in autism. And I will tell you, my son's got six or seven doctors, you know, for different things. We have an allergist. We have a we have a regular pediatrician. We have our autism pediatrician. We have, I mean, all these different things. Uh, but you need somebody who really understands autism. And when you bring something to him and you say, hey, our son is masturbating, and he goes, I have no idea what to do with that information, you need somebody when you bring it to them, they go, oh, that's pretty common. Here's what you can do. You know, here's what you, you know, you need to try to make sure that they're not doing that. Um, and then uh, ABA services work for a lot of people. Um, and ECI, uh, if, if your child is underneath the age of three, uh, they're not eligible for um, state services through the school system. Uh, so you want to talk to uh, early childhood intervention, and most states have something like that. Um, and they can get some free services or really inexpensive services uh, through through ECI uh, and uh, sometimes early diagnosis and early uh, early um, early detection because that's the biggest most important thing. I was actually at an event and this lady and I was talking to her and I said how how old was your son when you when he got diagnosed um, and she said he was five and she said and I'm a pediatrician and I was just in such denial that I I couldn't wow. recognize it. Um, and you could just see the hurt on her face, you know, the, the depression on her face. Um, but early recognition, uh, early diagnosis is really, really important. So uh, TACA would be really good. Uh, I like that one a lot. 
second to last thing. <clears throat> we had this question sort of submitted from Dadit on Reddit. Okay. Um, you talked a little bit about potentially, like, obviously, your son, he's not five yet. Uh, so, so you're dealing with the, the early years still. Do you and your wife, are there resources that you found or uh, plans that you've put into place? Have you looked at sort of, you know, what, what you guys might have to have in place by the time your son's a teenager and, uh. and beyond? Like, what, what is the, how do you plan for the future or have you planned for the future? Um, man, um, I mean, you do plan for the future, but it's really open-ended. Um, so once again, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Imagine, imagine going on a road trip uh, and, you're, and you don't know your final destination. Yeah. So you might say, hey, here's some places we might hit. Uh, these are some things that we might do. Um, but because you don't really know where you're going, you can't map it out. You know, um, and if, if being an autistic parent has taught me anything is you have got to roll with the punches. Uh, whatever comes up, you just deal with it as you as it comes. But you have to we have to plan for the long term. Um, if you have a kid with autism, uh, number one thing first is you've got to talk to a lawyer about your estate, uh, because especially if you're receiving any government uh, uh, assistance, SSI, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Um and you die and all of your wealth or whatever you have uh, goes to your kid. Um, some of the SSI programs, if your kid has more than $500 worth of belongings, they're no longer eligible for that program. Whoa. So that means if wow. you, that means if you die and your kid inherits your car, they get kicked out of the program and they have to go wow. back on the waiting list before they can get back on. Wow, so I wonder like if it, I mean, it's a completely different stuff. It'd be like, I wonder if like setting up a trust, and that's exactly what you have. They have something called a, a, a special needs trust, an SNT, uh, and you have to set it up, and you have to have somebody else as the owner or the trustee. Yeah, the trustee. Uh, and it pays out to their kid, um, you know, in certain amounts, or whoever the trustee is can approve certain things. Yeah. But your kid can't own Jack, um, oh, and so you've got to make sure you have your weird. will set up, and you have oh. to make sure you have a special needs trust. Uh, you can set up. You can set up a special needs trust. Uh, we spent about a thousand dollars putting all of our documentation together: uh, the special needs trust, the uh, uh, our will, uh, uh, power of attorneys, uh, medical power of attorneys, um, and then like line of succession: who gets our kid if if we should die. Um, and then you just need to throw about a thousand dollars in there, uh, and then whenever you die, every, all of your estate goes to this trust yeah. uh, rather than to your kids. So you've got to plan for things like that, and that's probably the hardest thing is planning for what happens if you go away. Um, wow. <laughs> because I'll be honest, the vast majority of of people who have kids with autism, their plan is for their kid to live with them. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that this whole issue is probably an issue that a lot of a lot of dads period don't have set up correctly but oh, yeah. specifically in a case like this yep. i can tell you it's so like i don't have i mean i told teresa like like you're gonna get this when i die for like my employer's like life insurance policies and stuff and what i have uh-huh. and but there's nothing in writing like we've not done any kind of like if she were to die i, I mean i mean we live in texas that kind of simplifies things to a certain extent but it's like setting that up especially when you get married is really important and so many people our age and, and just they, they, just they don't not even thinking about yeah it. it's like it's it's the last thing i mean it's hey, not even thinking we're think, invisible oh that's something that you know yeah. 60 70 80 like, year that's old the least do. of my yeah. problems right now yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. but it's like putting together a, a will and, and a medical power of attorney and all that stuff like like plant contingency like you never know like 
I could be going home today. Sorry, John, because you're included in that. Like, and wipe out on the highway because some dumbass. And it's like, my family has no idea what. Then it'll to be do. the Joe Talks podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Joe. I'm a dad talking about life. Yeah. My, my two best friends died. I know yeah. I talked about it last time. I'm going to talk about it. I know again. it's real bummer, <laughs> but let's get to the high point. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's just it's something. But especially like knowing how much of a turmoil that could throw life into for Absolutely. you know like yeah that's that's massively important that is massive. yeah so i i highly recommend that um and then there are because of the number of people that are becoming diagnosed there are becoming more and more services available um which is really important um there's actually a doctor out there actually our doctor out in florida is trying to come up with uh what he calls a adult home which is a, a community specifically for autistic adults um where they get the, the help you know that they need or whatever um, and so there are some things like that, you know, but a lot of people, if they, if they can't take care of their kids, they end up going to group homes. Um, yeah. and then a group home is all about how much you can pay. Right. The more you can pay, the better the, the care is going to get. I mean, it's like that with the, like, I mean, think about like senior centers. It's Absolutely. like, yeah, that's true. Absolutely. You're paying someone else to pay for your kid, and, the more you can pay. And you've been yeah. spending all this money trying to get your kid, mm. you know, I mean, a lot of people who have kids with autism are not rich people. Right. Uh, we're not rich people. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it is kind of what it is. And I keep hating to bring this subject back down, but, uh, yeah, when it comes to planning for your adult, uh, for your kid to grow up, because you have no idea where they're going to go, you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Sure. Wow. One, one final question here to end this segment. Um, if anyone's listening, f- feels like, uh, they would like to donate to a charity or something that, that would help out with this cause or the understanding of autism or, or benefit people that, that are dealing with this on a daily basis. Do you have a favorite charity that you guys look to whenever something like that comes up? TACA is great. Uh, they're always taking donations. Uh, Generation Rescue is really good. I really like them. Uh, they're really good. Uh, Autism Sphinx is probably the number one uh, most well-known charity when it comes to autism. Um, they have some some issues uh, in their higher up uh, life, so uh, I I would I, I wouldn't say don't do, don't donate to them because they are doing some really good stuff. But I I would say look for local charities that are actually helping out families with autism. Um, and and honestly, you know the number one thing you could do is just cut somebody a little bit of slack. You know. Um, you know, if, if you've got a kid who's being bratty or whatever, okay, I get it. Um, but I mean, if you've got a kid who's jumping up and down and humming and the parents are ignoring him, they're doing it for a reason, you know, just do the best you can, uh, try to be understanding. Um, you know, we get looks as we go through the, through the grocery store and things like that. And I know it's just because people don't understand If they did understand they would be much more understanding. Uh, I said, I understand like eight times I, in that thing. I hear what you're saying, but can I ask a question? Yeah. Am I in a movie theater when this is happening? <laughs> I would not bring my autistic uh, son to. All bets are off. If you're in a movie to, theater, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they do actually have uh, movies for kids with autism. Uh, That's they're awesome. sensory friendly. They leave the lights up a little bit higher. They turn the, the music down a little bit, uh, and people are allowed to run around in the aisles. You know, and it, it is. Yeah, I've it heard is. of that before. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Studio Movie Grill has it. The DFW Movie House has it. I mean, it's it's a really cool program. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, my, my big thing would be find a local charity, uh, that's actually doing some good for families with autism and, and help them out. Yep. Man, I've been blown away by these two segments. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's eye-opening. It's really good. Yeah, we're not quite done yet. We're going to be back with, we're going to ask the dads, uh, sort of a scary, but interesting question. Then of course, since Jonathan is here and he's the king of the dad jokes, we're moving into, to, to dad jokes. And of course we'll finish out the podcast with 
with uh, things that you should check out. So we will be right back after this. back with America's favorite segment, Ask the Dads. It's truly America's favorite segment. It really I mean, is. yeah, I mean, we're, we're nationwide, I'm sure. We are. We're, oh, we're international. Yeah. We're we like are international. We have international love. I think we had five downloads from France last week, which is pretty awesome. Shout out to French dads. Oh, Salut. Uh, Salut. Uh, I took two years of French, and I can say... Just sweezy C. That just means you know, I am here, and that's what I have to answer the role with. The interesting thing is, we. is uh, to just to get blasphemous here for a second. So, if you ever watch Disney movies, mm-hmm. one of the most common things they say is "Sacre bleu." Sacre bleu. And that's G D. That's G D. That's oh, that's not nice. Good yeah. to know. So that's, that's it's G D. Yeah. Oh wow. Sacre yeah. bleu. So they're, they're they're throwing they're throwing the the. The blasphemous version of damn and into the Disney movies, but kid, it's okay. It's just like in Friends, like when the they would do like put their oh, Molly, their fists together now. and then up in a V. That's Lumiere. sign language for fucker. Oh, Lumiere. yeah, because it's like and how I learned that is there's a there's a Pearl Jam DVD and it's like they're doing Given to Fly and there's a, a lyric where he says fucker and it's the sign language chick does that and I'm like wait that's what they do on Friends so it's like they were cursing in sign language and getting away with it because they weren't Excellent. saying it. Anyway. Well, guys, I, I'm sitting around the table here with three dads. I'm, of course, True. the tourist, but I get to ask interesting questions like this. Dads, I am curious as to what's the worst injury your kid has had so far? Guests first. Oh, Jonathan. Um, Still so, the spotlight, buddy. Yeah. It's it's funny because I, I know a lot of you dads will, uh, will support me on this, but uh, moms don't seem to think we do a good enough job watching after our kids. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I throw my kid up in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, but who does the worst injuries always end up on? The dad. Oh, really? Oh, the, the mom when the mom's watching the kid. It, it was oh. in my case anyway. So, oh, I get kicked in the nuts on a pretty regular basis. So it's like, <laughs> uh, no, the worst injury my son ever had is uh, he actually broke his arm. Um, oh, oh he uh, fell off. He was jumping on the couch, which is his wont. Um, and, uh, he, uh, he fell over and my wife was cooking dinner and she was trying to, you know, like, you know, uh, comfort him and, uh, he'd broken his arm. And, uh, so we, I met him at the hospital. Um, I always hate not being there when stuff goes down, Oh yeah, you know, and, uh, met up at the hospital and they trans, uh, did a ambulance ride, which he loved for the record. Oh, sure. He loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a lot of cool things. Until we got the bill. Um, (laughs) Dad did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Dad was not a fan. Disney world. Uh, And uh, I got to tell you, those ambulances fly. I tried to follow the ambulance. Nope. There was no following that ambulance. They didn't. When Teresa broke her wrist, she had to be transported by ambulance. Our insurance paid that bill, fortunately, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah. I couldn't keep up. Yeah. And uh, uh, our insurance paid it. By the way, I'll tell you this uh, you're, you're because, this is, because this is dads and our kids sometimes have to go in ambulances. If you call the city uh, of the ambulance nine times out of 10, they will comp that bill for you. They have really? uh, they have uh, life pro tip. Yeah, they have they yeah. have uh, programs that are specifically designed to pay those bills for people who can't pay them. Now, if you're rich and what? you use this, High then screw five. you. Yeah, go on. Um, 
But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm rich because of when, my salary that well, I get paid. Dude, you have that memory foam money. <laughs> he's straight up fat dad. Yeah, he's fat dad straight up. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, pro tip, uh, if, if, if you get, an, if you get a, a bill from an ambulance, uh, call the city uh, that the ambulance is in, and especially if you live in that city, uh, they they wiped out our entire uh, uh, bill and it was like fifteen hundred dollars. What awesome. high five city? High, yeah. How yeah. amazing is that? Highway robbery. Yeah, I yeah. mean, good good for those EMTs having to deal with that because God knows what they see. But, but amazing, that's an amazing tip. Yeah, yeah. freaking call the city. Just life, see, life, just, life see. just see, just yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. So um, life hack hack. Dad hacks. Dad hacks. Like, dad hacks. Dad like, hacks. This is, this is a legit hack. Yeah. yeah. This isn't add glitter to everything in your house, <laughs> which is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Has, this is an amazing hashtag glitter, glitter consideration. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> you, got, you guys ready for the worst part of him breaking his arm? Sure. It was his private timing arm. No. Oh! Is no, he ambidextrous? John had a similar so, situation. So he had to learn. <laughs> So he had to learn how to private time with his left hand. So now oh, poor kid. You guys don't? <laughs> we call that the stranger. <laughs> Not a stranger anymore. But oh. poor kid, he tried to do it with his right arm in a cast, and that did not work out ow, well. He ow, felt so ow. bad. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, how about you, Joe? What's the worst? Like, it was, it was more that... like out, 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 out. Sure, out. sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so probably the worst uh, injury Sylvia's had. I've been fortunate. Um, she has bonked her head a couple of times, and one time it was uh, really bad. I forget what she was doing, but I think she was running around the living room and like um, slipped and fell into our co- like like one of our end tables. Oh, that scares me. Yeah. So that made my scared. butt pucker yeah, so yeah, hard. Yeah. Me too. And I'm not even a dead. Yeah. So she like slipped and fell. And of course we were like, this is awful. Does she have a concussion? And what you do for that is you, you know, turn the lights out and then turn them on and see if the eyes dilate and make sure that, you know, everything looks to be working fine. She had a little bit of a knot. We put an ice pack on it. She was fine. But that just made me go, you know, there could be a lot worse situations where she can and probably will injure herself. And I'm just not ready for that. I've been lucky so far, but it's, it's scary. It's scary. Go on. Mine's also a head injury. So Ellie, when she was not quite two, cause we were still living in our old house. Um, she came barreling through and lost her footing and went head first into like the wooden base of my office chair. And it was like, it sounded like a crack. And so we get up and of course, like it immediately like goose egg on our heads. We had to make sure like she didn't go to sleep and anything like that. And now she has a permanent like dent in her forehead. (laughs) Next time time you see her, I'll I'll point it out. Like our poor kid, like cute as she can be, like has like a dent. She doesn't know, but every now and then I'll be like, yeah, with blah, 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 dent in your forehead. I mean, wow. I'm going to give her a That's complex. like a wedding story. Like, yeah. yeah. So there was this one time when but, Ellie got a dick Dude, in it sounded so bad. Like, Ooh. it was loud. Like, when I broke my arm when I was 15, wait, 14 or 15, whenever I was, like, it sounded as loud as when I, when I, when I snapped. I didn't Ooh. break my arm. I snapped my arm. Like, it was that loud. Like, the wickedest like, clap of thunder you've ever heard, but, like, kid-sized, not God-sized. Wow. Yeah. Now she's no worse for wear. I mean, Guys, except I mean, she's not normal, but we've already established that like 15 <laughs> times during this podcast. Uh, I mean, I guess this is part of life, but good luck, dads. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I know that there's worse out there. Like, And guys, yeah, if you have crazy stories like that, hit us up at detoxpodcast.com where you can find links to our Facebook and email and let us know the craziest thing that you've gone through. Um, I want to transition now into America's favorite segment, guys. 
It's one A one B. Dad jokes. Yes. Uh, who has dad jokes for this wait, wait. week? I'm here. Be- we're before fi- I get one upped. Okay. So we're gonna save. We're gonna save Jonathan for the grand finale. Yes. It's oh, like the, the, no. Yeah. Now the pressure's <laughs> yes. on. The, 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 the best. The best part of the fireworks we're saving because it's like that's the only You're part the that I care then? about. Yeah, I'll be the opener. All right. So I got. I have two that I found. I had to snap pictures of them because I'm that lame. Where does Fonzie like to go for lunch? Oh, this is a really uh, up-to-date one. Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. That was wow. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Two, two satellites like a... decided to get married. The wedding wasn't much, but the reception was incredible. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm out. I like that one. All right. Yeah. I've got two. All right. uh, why did the Scarecrow win an award? Why? It was outstanding in its field. Teresa, Teresa loves that one. I love that's that a good one. one. That's a good one. The other one was uh, that I've got. How do you organize a space party? How? You plan it. it. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well done. Well done. And finally. Oh, you're not going to tell any dog, dad jokes? No, nah, man. I knew you were going to be on the podcast. I didn't need to come up with any. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, I took my son camping the other day. And I was looking at this guy, and uh, he was uh, sitting over the fire, and he had this pan, right? And I walked up to him, and I said, hey, man, uh, what are you doing? And he said, oh, man, I'm just grilling some sticks. And I kicked the pan out of his hand. I'm like, you idiot, that's a non-stick pan. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed way too hard at that. That was good. That was good. That was solid. Uh, Let's see. Uh, To be frank, I'd have to change my name. (laughs) <laughs> true true that was how dad like of you yeah and i'll tell you I'll, I'll, i say this one because it's very timely you know the new beauty and the beast movie just came out went and saw it it was great uh but did you hear that uh gaston won an award oh yeah yeah he won the nobel prize wow wow get it everybody well done well nobel done prize. well i'm gonna tell that one she's gonna love it uh, you're a home inspector. I trade, am. And you have told me a couple of termite jokes that I liked. Yes. Uh, uh, I've got two termite jokes that I like to use on a regular basis. Um, the first one is uh, a girl, uh, a guy termite walks up to a girl termite and says, hey, you want to go out for coffee table later? Wow. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> coffee table. <laughs> I my, laughed. I laughed. And my last one, uh, and we'll, I guess we'll end it with this one unless you guys want more. I got lots. Uh, is uh, uh, termite walks into uh, and walks into a pub and says, "Hey, is the bartender here?" Wow. <laughs> no, what we need to do is have John record dad jokes, like you have, like, yeah, we'll and then and then and then you can chat. email them to me, oh, and you can yeah. be like, and now uh, guess dad, dad joke dad from po- John, yeah, dad joke corner. I sure, it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then, uh, yeah, we'll end that segment there, and we'll move on to America's favorite segment. Wait, I thought that was America's one, favorite segment. 1A, 1B, 1C. They're all America's it's favorite time. segment. We don't question it at this point. They're all America's favorite. <laughs> the thing, uh, things you should check out. Now, this is a segment where we each go around the table and share things that we think that are cool that you should check out. They can be dad-related or not. It's Mine's just whatever coolest. we like. So, not are really. you first? No, I just said mine was the coolest, but I was totally, oh, like, bullshitting. Oh, okay. Well, we'll start with your uncool one. <laughs> All right. Well, You're actually, bullshit. I do think it's cool. So I, I was posting on uh, the guitar subreddit um, on Reddit, which that kind of goes the about Subreddit saying. on Reddit, yeah. which is reddit.com. The, the, the guitar subreddit, yeah. <laughs> Check out reddit.com. It's great. No, but it's uh, so... so uh, Upvote fishing. Yeah. <laughs> or downvote galant. No. <laughs> I just choked. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> downvotes wow. make up. Um, yeah, upvote me. 
Uh, but no, there was a, a band posted like he had, the guy had, did a kit guitar and like colored it with Sharpie, but he posted a video of his band playing a song. Um, Wasn't that impressive? Because he ran out of Sharpie. Yeah. Uh, no. But the band's called he Heavy Craft. Very good markers, just like uh, Jonathan Stalker. Yeah, so yeah. you'll get that joke if you listen to the Patreon Throwback. content. Throwback. Listen to the Patreon. Back. But yeah, so the band's called Heavycraft, and they're kind of a Queens of the Stone Age-ish kind of oh, band. Nice. But it's uh, their EP, I think, was like five bucks. Comes okay. with six, five or six songs. Nice. It's pretty good. You know, I don't, I don't actually find... I live in the 90s. I don't really find new music very often, but when I do, um, I, yeah, I didn't tend to enjoy it. So it's like I, I listened to it. The video was pretty cool. They have a video of one of their songs on YouTube and then just the other songs. But if you want to support you know, like an indie band... Then, uh, you know, ch- check them out. They're on iTunes or uh, and or Spotify. But well, I, I wanted what was to their name again? Heavy Craft. Heavy nice. Craft. But I wanted to, to support the band directly instead of spot- nice. Spotify with like two cents per play. If yeah. that Taylor Swift will tell you per all million that. Probably plays. A, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. A point something. Yeah. Point so, zero, zero, zero something. I don't know. I listen to Peru all the time on Spotify. Are you making any money Thank on you. that? Uh, we have received one check. Wait, from wait, all wait. Of those is that the name of your uh, band? Yes, not to be confused with the actual Peru that was before us that had the like country? 15 albums. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the country. But on iTunes, you can find us on that other band's iTunes account. So I'm going to cool. look. I'm I'm pulling up Spotify right now. Hold all on. right. Well, I'll point you to our least embarrassing songs. After no, I'm going to listen to all of them. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Every single None one of them are overly Just like I'm a stalker. Nice. All right, Joe. Yes. What should we check out? So I just binged this week this show. It is on FX, or it, it is on FX. The first season just ended. It's called Legion. It is a Marvel Comics based X Men show. What? What? Legion. Right. Right. So don't go watch Iron Fist. Watch Legion. <laughs> that is my recommendation. Legion for you. from Cumlin. Yeah. No, he is not from Gumlin, and he is not Danny Rand. Although the lead is the guy who played Matthew Crawley in Downton Abbey. If you were a Downton and Abbey, and also played the Beast in Beauty of the Beast, to make another Beauty of the Beast Apparently reference. So. Dan Stevens, yeah. Yes, Dan Stevens. Thank you. So the premise of it is the lead character played by Dan Stevens uh, is the spoiler alert is the son of Professor Xavier, and he is a very powerful telepath, and he is diagnosed as schizophrenic. But he is not schizophrenic. He is just a very powerful telepath who has another telepathic mutant inside his brain that is fighting for control of his powers. So it's very, it's a very interesting show. Stars uh, Dan Stevens and Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec fame. Oh, I love her. She is fantastic in this. She embodies the evil mutant. So she is a physical manifestation of this evil mutant. So she gets to play crazy full tilt. And it's perfect. Nice. And it's eight episodes long. It's on FX. And it's done by, I believe his name is Noah Hawley. He's the guy that did Fargo. So if you like Fargo, the TV series on FX, the visual storytelling of it, you will enjoy the show. Legion on FX. Check it out. Hey, completely unrelated to check out. I was just surfing Facebook while you were talking instead of paying attention to what you're saying. someone made a political post. (laughs) No. So they talk about, so Easter's coming up uh, next week, actually, after this episode releases. So in between episodes, they talk about for toddlers to color eggs, use a whisk. Instead of like oh. the little spoon, and I'm like, holy crap, that's genius! To do what? Use a, a whisk to color eggs, so you get the color, and you use like a, a whisk, and you can oh just, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. Idea. And it's like, that. dude, I'm I'm 38, and I can use that. That is a yeah, great idea. Perfect. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, yeah. I like oh, that Galan oh, wasn't listening to me. And, at then, all. and then, uh, yeah, no, I know. but I, I heard you. But in other word, in other news, apparently there's rumors that Rosario Dawson and The Rock are going to be in the Star Wars universe at some point in time. Wow, I'm cool. I'm excited about Rosario Dawson. Less so about The Rock. Agreed. But I do smell what he's cooking. Has anybody noticed that uh, The Rock looks a lot like Dwayne Johnson? I know. What a weird coincidence. I haven't noticed that. I'm going to have to see a side-by-side comparison. 
that made, that made me chuckle. I mean, they're, they're both on roids, so. I was also going to say, Glenn, it's really disrespectful that you continually refer to Easter as Yeaster. Well, I am married. And I do, and I do have a daughter, so there's a lot of yeast going Ew. on in my house. Ew. 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 Jonathan, what yes. should we check out? <laughs> um, so I brought a dad-related thing to check out because I didn't realize uh, what this segment was all about. Right, because you thought this podcast was about dads. Yeah, my bad. Uh, actually, when when John originally told me about the podcast, I thought it was about like getting bad things out of your body. Because I thought it was detox. Called, I thought it was called no, detox. you detox we're with actually, the detox. We're an organic based. Uh, no, no GMOs. It's like yeah. when you tell your friends about it, you have to say the detox podcast. Detox. I'm a, I'm organically grown. Yeah. I grew up and out. Detox. Detox. Yeah. Detox. Yeah, uh, I'm from so, Texas, so I can't enunciate detox. anything properly. So I, I brought a dad thing, um, and I actually brought a potty training thing. We talked talked about some of the difficulties we've been having with uh, potty training, uh, but I thought this one was really cool. They sell urinals on Amazon. Uh, they have like a little. They look like whales, and they have like a little spinny thing in the bottom of them. So the idea is, you teach your kid to like point them at the wait, spinny wait, thing. Wait, are these like urinals you can set up in your home, like in your bathroom? Yes, they're not. They're not plumbed. You know, you have to. Right, you, right, right. But they have. A, but it, so it has a it, little hook. So it's the idea that like it's uh, like a like a portable portable potty that you can sit in. Shut up. But today, Junior. But you don't sit in it. Do you not have a soul making fun of a little kid learning trying to learn how to read? Uh, so it just it hangs on the wall and it looks like a big whale, you know, like okay. with, with its mouth open or whatever. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> which but, like, leads to see the whale. Or we're talking about the stalker. But anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no joke. Is the whale wearing leather like you described <laughs> earlier? Oh, sorry. Uh, John's into some weird shit. We're not gonna get. I'm into not. <laughs> Galan told me about it. Sure, sure. Blame Galan. I learned it from Shane. All right. Anyways, so <laughs> so anyways, if you baseball. have a boy and you're having difficulty potty training, that might be a fun way to like get that. them. To or potty. or That's if you're really good. To or know. if you're a wife listening to this show and you have your husband has trouble hitting the toilet, <laughs> get him you a might want to get it for him. Whale. It's it's a real dad hack for dads. <laughs> no, we've all been in bathrooms. We know that guys have trouble hitting the toilet. It's a thing. Just get a trough. And then you'll be good for those old baseball. I can't pee like that. I get performance things. Like, who brought out the trough? <laughs> well, it, it'd be different if you I had did. a trough in your own restroom, though. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. Troughs right. are the worst. Things to check out. That's my thing to check out this week. Check out the book Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. It's Ooh, pretty cool. It's I've like seen that. I want to look. I want to yeah, read that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's like fan. It's it's like fantasy fiction. And it's about a guy essentially that's like the bastard of the crown prince that ends up getting taken in by the king and taught to be an assassin. The crown so. prince of crime? Is that Joker? I think so. No, he's, no, let's be honest. He's the clown prince of crime. That's what I said. I thought you said crown, crown. prince. No, I, I said, said clown prince. Oh, clown prince. Wait, Ooh. crown or crayon? No. Yeah, exactly. That's no. another discussion. You can go to hell. Wow. Crayon. A uh, crayon. Crayon? No. What? No, there are people that say crayon. They say it crown. I know. Yeah, crown. it just depends yeah. on where you're from. Yeah, and if they I say grew it up that calling way. it a crown. A crown? Yeah. Really? Oh. Color with crowns? Yeah. And what do you call it? What do you call it now? What do you call it now? Crayons. Okay, so yeah, I said crayon. So you turned yeah. out well. It's okay to be wrong every once in a while. Wow. Guys, what an amazing episode, Jonathan. I yes, thank you so <laughs> much, way, man. Last episode, we're going to continue it to this episode. At the end of every episode, we just pat ourselves on the back and talk about how awesome we are. So I'm glad you could join us. No, but, but I am badass. That was yeah. good. I like but that. but honestly, I fam- am the Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. I am the Pumpkin King. Oh wait. Thank you very much for joining yes. us uh, to talk about 
this subject, which to me is, is really fascinating. Yes, I think I it's agree. a really important discussion to have. And so it's been great getting your uh, unique perspective on it. So thank you. Yeah, very thanks much. so much, man. Man, my pleasure. It was a great being here. Thanks for, thanks for letting me be. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll definitely be paying $2 a month uh, for all the extended content. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, thanks. Uh, and will you consider coming back someday? Absolutely. All right, I'd we'd love to. love to have you back. It's on the record. It's on the record. So, so one of the final things we do, guys, is we vote on what the hashtag of the episode is. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, so far we have hashtag water wiggle. We have. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hashtag topic rape. Uh, we have yeah, that's, that's, dark. that's serious. We have hashtag fifth Spider-Man. Oh right. We have fifth Spider-Man. Hashtag crow's head, and we have hashtag dad hacks. No, no, uh, water wiggle. Yeah, water, water wiggle. wiggle. What about what about you, Jonathan? I dig water wiggle. Me Let's too. It. It's unanimous, guys. This episode is hashtag water wiggle. Also, we want to remind you, hashtag be a better dad, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Shout out to Justin for supporting the E-Talk Podcast. Thank you, Justin.